to take a two YouTube videos over your camera. Yo, camera's not just fucking two YouTube videos. Oh, no, my audio is low. Uh, yeah, it could be no YouTube videos. I'm a... You see my pictures? Okay. Do you think I know how to use a camera? I'd be learning a lot of things. I don't know that... <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm gonna be a photographer. If, like I'm, I'm learning how to put myself in the middle of the frame and have my selfies not be stuff people make fun of me for. And I'm learning how to like make it a little bit less blurry. It's like it's a progress thing, okay? Not all of us be visual you like you. You gotta work on not taking pictures in pink. What was the outfit? Was it the purple Yo, shirt? The it was tie dye pants oh. and a pink shirt. <laughs> I saw that. I was just like, "What? Hold it!" I'm like, "I know you have better style sense than this." Like that was just like, I'm trying to come yeah. off super friendly, and I get it. I, I was actually just, do get it. Like I, was, I really like those pants a lot, but I, I was like, "I was no, those pants are hard." You go to rave in those pants is over. Like they're raving yeah. pants. You go to I don't go to raves. I, I go, didn't I, do a rave ever. Yo, we're going to uh, yo, what's up, Olivia? Um. Yo, it's on my Instagram, HSR514. You will see it, and it really stands. Yo, it got way more likes than I thought, dude. It got way more likes than I thought it was going to get. <laughs> I thought, and I didn't get lampooned as bad as I thought I was going to get. I think people at this point are just like, whatever, it's holding. <laughs> Anyhow, we are live AF at this point. Welcome back to Bridge the Gap. We have Action Figgy Skinny, a.k.a. Skin Deep with us. This is... The part two to, to his whole conversational times with us. It's been almost two years since he was last on the platform. I checked it. It was May 15th, 2021, and we are now February 13th, uh, 2023. And that shit was a five-hour interview. So if y'all want to really get to know Skinny over here, you have a five-hour experience waiting on the same yeah. channel you're watching this on. And I highly yeah. recommend it because it doesn't go to five hours unless that was a fun conversation because ain't nobody sitting in a chair <laughs> that long unless it's a good conversation. <laughs> no, no one's sitting in a chair that long. I mean, y'all won't be getting no five hours today, but you can get nah, something okay close to similar. Um, but yeah. Um, I mean, I'm well, not like... I'm not trying to push like that. Like, if they happen, they happen. But like right. at this phase, after a couple hundred interviews, you're like, I'm okay am when I, you're short. <laughs> am I still in the record on it? Um, like, am I still? You're like, probably you're probably top five for length of a single episode. I know somebody broke five hours, and then somebody else broke that one by like five minutes or something. So yeah, I have to out trying to do that. Like, yeah, and it was like. Yo, I got to a point where I'm like, hold on, I got work the next day. I gotta eat. <laughs> like, y'all want to push for this? I don't know how much I want to push for the record no more. So I had to like tone it back a bit and be like, you know, let's let's wrap it up sometimes and not just push for the sake of it. <laughs> but that's okay. It made us for some great uh, conversations. But honestly, I gotta give kudos to y'all. Y'all be out there if y'all don't know. This man over here be part of the Chop Vision podcast. They out there winning things, being the third best podcast in Montreal, according to Cult Montreal, which in my opinion is the only podcast list in the world that counts. That's all I'm saying. Um, that's my humble opinion. Uh, he be out there with the beat making all over there, pushing out brand new music again. He be out there with the Geektastic Cypher, pushing more stuff. He be out there getting... 
you know, promotions and upgrades in his day job land. He's become a whole father figure. So y'all got to understand, everybody becomes a dad and stops grinding. That's a fact. You can look at the history of people who become dads and disappear for a couple of years. This man becomes a dad and pushes harder. So I just got to give him his credit off the front on that because, you know, you don't see that very often. And overall, you. you can look behind him. And you, I think some of the biggest successes you've had is with that toy business that you've got going on with the collections and the freaking crazy beautiful shots, getting a whole person stealing your identity. Come on. We all want somebody to steal our identity. We could. We definitely will. Uh, it, yeah, that's that was interesting. Um, yeah, that was really uh, not fun. If anybody has their identity stolen and like you need that shit or even like really like it, um, like, I mean, the identity, not so much getting it stolen. Right. Uh, some of these people are persistent, especially when they know that they've got you. This particular person, I know that they knew me, and I have an idea who it might have been because everyone gets scammed. But then there's like this guy was just like a little, I don't know, a little too much. You know what I mean? Like a little, 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 little. I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't really down for that. Some, sometimes people got a little too much time on their hands, and this guy was going back in my Twitter and then like copy pasting my stuff and then like all sorts of one two craziness, all basically based off of to kind of cover it quickly, all based on I back when IG came out and I got on IG kind of early. You couldn't have that many characters in your name when I wanted to do action figgy skinny, so I had to sacrifice a G to make it work. <laughs> Because otherwise it would just be like action figgy skin. And that, eh? Nah, that's not a good one. <laughs> right? So then I'm like, I got to keep action. Anyone who can like look quickly will see the F-I-G-Y. And just because of muscle memory, you'll think figgy. Right? Or even Feige is still kind of hot because Kevin Feige. And whatever. <laughs> so outcomes. Periodically something happens. And then like, you know, that I'll get into. And then a week later, legit, uh, shouts my boy Red pops up hey this guy's trying to be you and it's just someone with the proper spelling and they're like hey i collect figgies i'm all about giving people the scoop on figgies like this blatantly fake bio on some blatantly like you don't even know what you're talking about kind so of you stuff. basically got lampooned super lampooned incredibly lampooned and then the worst part is that the pictures that he put up like were disrespectfully terrible mind <laughs> you this goes to show you that the people who follow you are doing this, your friends do this out of niceness and not always because they're paying attention because 90% of the people that he hit up, he went through my whole follow list and just followed everybody. And most of the people accepted because like, oh, I thought you were making a second account. Like, buddy. You know what's like, wild, though? Check. I'm, I, I'm not even going to act like I checked. I think I'm one of the people that followed that fake account and then you hit me with the block to fake. Right? I'm not going to act like I like checked it all. But a lot of people do make that second account. And it's yeah. like, it is a thing that is happening. So it's like, yep. in, in the defense but. of the people. But you're right. We should maybe do a little more. Because, yo, one thing I can say about you is you got due diligence out the fucking. This guy hit me in the DMs like, who's this person? You're a mutual with them. Let me make sure they're not like some fake bot person. And I'm like, say word. Like, you really be on that protecting your yeah, space man. on the internet. <laughs> I'm not even playing that because, and I think I'm, I can have to give myself like, props because i went through every one of my followers and messaged them personally 
look, this person, fake it. Delete him, report him, please do it. Most people just throw it up in their story. Hey, got hacked, uh, it sucks. Please report it if you see it. And they're like, one person's gonna see that and be like, yeah, I'll do it later, and then not do it. I was literally like on people like, yo, yo you're you, still following him. Please you say that. And I him. have gotten in trouble from several of my friends for tagging the wrong account because that hacked account that they had <laughs> is there. Then they start the second account. I'm at the event. I'm maybe not. I'm a little tipsy, not yep. double checking. And But you're right. Having that block in place means I can't tag the wrong action figgy skinny. <laughs> right. It took like two weeks for the person to finally disappear on some stuff. And that's what makes it make me feel even more like oh, it's someone I know because it just did it. It got a rise out of me. I was like, okay, cool. You got your rise and like, hooray. And then they disappeared. Or Facebook actually did their job and was like, yeah, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> if they did get enough like reports at a certain point, they'll yeah, probably they remove the account. They might not verify you, which fair enough, but they uh, will take out the other account. True. So, true, true, true. Hmm. so like so what have you been up to in the last little while i know you'd be up to a bunch of shit with the podcasting and whatnot but like it feels like your life has evolved into a bunch of different branches and they're all kind of winning so what can you share with the people that you really be doing these days oh mm. uh, wow always about getting so what chop vision didn't exist last time it was it was right before Chop Vision because you were talking about how you wanted to get into producing a podcast like with your man Chops. That was like what you were – I think in the after interview conversation, we discussed it more. But you were telling me all about your plan to do it. And like two months later, your shit was live with Chops and y'all were running. Right. Maybe three months later. I don't know. But it was pretty quick. Hmm. So – been kind of busy <laughs> i've been working on that uh getting chop vision off the ground uh myself and chops have really really been pushing it we're at 77 episodes now and at episode 100 upon a little switch up little things are going to change a little bit and that's really exciting because what we're going to go with that it's going to expand things going to expand the family and it's going to make everything kind of really cool with that so i've been working on that with him i've been really pushing with figgy skinny not for just you know opportunities whatever just for the fun of it i like enjoy taking the photos i enjoy doing the content regarding that um so that's been fun uh so like what? and just kind of putting up my skills in terms of photos and like just kind of grinding at that it's just it's, it's easy it's fun it's something i enjoy doing um, so what does it take to make like a good shot in your mind like when you're, lighting, when you're like planning all have, this shit out oh well you have to have the idea first comes with the idea first and then your lighting um if you have the setup within your idea then you kind of plan that out first too uh usually just making sure everything's like cropped and contained within your shot and within your like kind of viewing of your within your the lens so i usually kind of have my camera is uh operated by like battery operated like so like to even view the screen itself it needs to be powered on it's not one of the like analog ones um mm -hmm. so i usually will leave that on and like place things as i go and probably go through like a battery pack just placing everything and then finally doing practice shots and then toying with your lighting and making sure like everything's bright and lit properly and you don't want to have like shadows or things bouncing off because then that kind of takes away from it and then yeah so there's there's portions of that but usually when you just do like a basic like team shot or something it's just about like having like six or seven to eight or nine lights set up and then do what you gotta do so you basically just make sure the shit's well lit and then 
yeah act out whatever scenario that you're going for in those moments basically and like what's the community like like i mean you'd be posting a lot growing your account i mean because you'd be doing it with music and then you'd be doing it with podcasting and then you'd be doing it with this toy thing so in a sense you got all these like different avenues of communities that you exposed to uh that you're exposed to yeah the community is i could say very inviting and more forgiving so that Mm. it's easier to build within that community because it's still it's not i'm not gonna say it's still fresh because it's not it was fresh (laughs) in 2015 so if you got in early in the door 2015 16 you know you can easily build and so on there's guys out there with like all kinds of thirty thousand followers and craziness like that 100k and whatnot but that's because they do reviews and they're like diligent 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 i could be on that level i would love to be i'm working towards that i caught a lick in two years ago maybe three years ago where i got like the first tommy oliver rest in peace jason david frank um the green ranger that figure came out and it hadn't been out yet and they hadn't even announced it yet and i caught a lick caught it at a toy store in montreal found it did my review that was like the i think that, that video is at like 11k views now and it continued is that on instagram yeah it's on youtube it's on youtube that's kind of like one of my premiere Yo, videos on my youtube channel switching no, it from producers k yeah. on a video is not easy to get like it's either like you see people like what you watch on youtube probably has those numbers because the algorithm yeah. loves people who has numbers but when you don't have numbers bro 11k is a hard get <laughs> it it was nuts because i didn't have anybody and with that one video i shot up like i had like 200 youtube subscribers i shot up to like 654 700 and it stay that number stays to this day um I had a lot of, yeah, I caught a little thing. So now I checked out my stats the other day and I'm just like, wow, these Power Ranger videos and most of my views that I get on YouTube are from like Power Ranger reviews. I do other stuff. I'll do tour videos. I'll do other things. But then it's the kids that are really into like Sentai because there isn't a big review kind of threshold for guys that do it like myself that mm. review Power Rangers slash Super Sentai. So yeah, I'm trying to get back into That's that. That's actually eventually. like... <clears throat> It's actually a big tip for like content. Um, one of the strategies you can use on Twitch is to go look for some game that nobody's playing. <clears throat> like, like, I know it sounds weird, but if nobody's playing a game, anybody that want to watch that game is probably going to see your stream. <clears throat> Whereas, so like in the same way, by tapping into this toy community that is less popular or less focused on, you're getting autumn kids that still probably love it all equally. That's a big knowledge nugget right there for real. Um, it's hard to replicate the success. I feel like YouTube be real smart. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you got that one. Yeah, This many people actually gave you shit. This is how many people are going to see it next time. <laughs> right. Uh, I caught another lick recently off of IG with just like a random reel. It's not mm. even a lick. It's not like a 55 to 100K lick. But it's one of those steady reels that just keeps going up. And it's ridiculous. And it doesn't make any sense. I made it in November. And today it'll still catch just like... Maybe some one day it'll be like a hundred, then it'll be like forty, thirty, two, thirty-five. Yeah, this like, is wild. What? It doesn't make I any don't... sense, and it's just like me conveying fake toys in like a genre too, which I might start doing again. Yo, yeah, that's what you, that's the content game though, right? This shit works. Keep right. doing it. Also, what up, Rico Blocks in the chat? It's good to see you there. So, 
back to the toy community. They'd be like friendly, yeah. inviting. You got if you got friendly, it early, inviting. it's good. And now yeah, Rico's in the toy community, man. Shoot, Rico, you can talk about it. <laughs> uh, toy community super inviting. Uh, most of us be rappers. Most of us are grown ups men who just love Marvel and DC and love these things, and they bring us nostalgia and kind of makes us. It's easy to cope with the fact that the world's burning. You know what I mean? So, uh, especially when you got these and you can just be like, all right, well, I can trade up some of these toys and turn around and flippity dippity and uh, catch me a little one, two and buy me some Jordan off these. Like, it's a good little investment here. It's something to do. It's 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 not drugs. Uh, so it's healthy. Uh, yeah, I recommend so, it for everybody. So is there like a, a profit margin on the reels in this? It used to be. It used to be a big profit margin, man. I cleared. I once sold oh, one year. I think I did like a th- twelve hundred on eBay off these joints. I would easily be at home, and be like, "Oh no, snap! I don't know what's going on. I didn't have the money like that back then." And I was just like, "Need to make three hundred bucks," and I'd make three hundred bucks easy just by selling shit out of my closet. Double packs, things that people can't find anymore. Most of these are on the back wall behind me. I'm pointing at random and like that's a venom right there. That's 120. Like I could easily just be like, uh, bong, eBay, marketplace, 120 for that. So it's like shoes and everything else. Yeah, yeah, resale's nuts. Resale's super nuts. Like especially if you have them in box or even outside box, resale value is nuts because a lot of these, once they're not printing, they're gone. And then if you're a new collector, 18, 19, you're just getting into the game, whatever. You're trying to find these joints that were made in 2015, 2016. So it's going to run you up a bit, especially now, where when I started in 2015, 2016, fully, I've been always collecting since I was a kid. But when I really started collecting six inch, uh, 112 scale, it was $24.99 for a fake. Mm. Not cheap, but like not, you know, killing you. Hold on, like a and fake, then, the fake figurines. Yeah, so like one of these, $24.99. Canadian, not bad. Plus taxes, you're getting like 28, right? From the only, that was 2015, early. From 2016, it went to 29.99. Sat for a minute, chilled for a good couple years. Then COVID hit, and then Hasbro was like, "Yeah, we need money because things aren't good." <laughs> and then that went from in a year, it went from 29.99 to 31.99 to 32.99 to 33.97 to now where it sits at 35.99 a pop for these joints. So plus tax, it's that 40, Rico saying. Right? That's wild. Yo, my dude, when I was, um, I remember back hat. in like 2008, walking into my man's bedroom and he had like a thousand Transformers figurines back then, just yep. sitting in his room. I don't know what it's worth, but he's got like, he's like that Transformers community, I imagine is pretty popping as well. Is it like broken into like that? Like people be like team Marvels, team this, you gotta get your favorites and kind of get loyal with it. I mean, some people will be, I collect three different lines. It's based on what you can afford, what you're into. There's people who collect Transformers, who collect Marvel Legends, who collect G.I. Joe, who collect DC, who collect all of it. And them people are crazy. I don't have, I don't have the room nor the tolerance for that amount. I like things a little bit more streamlined. So I got Marvel going on in this house, but then also I, I do collect G.I. Joe, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. is just staples of my youth. So what I grew up watching as a Saturday morning cartoon is what I collect. I don't mm. it because of the whole DC thing. I can only do one or the other as being a completionist. It just mm. Star Wars does not happen. I love Star Wars, but not enough to collect their toys because there's just too many. You know what I mean? Like there's no ending of Star Wars. There's just droid after droid after Luke after Luke after Leia. It just doesn't <laughs> stop. Same with DC. 
to a degree, depends on who owns the company. But with Marvel, like they've been doing this since uh, Marvel Legends came out in twenty two thousand two. They just celebrated the thirtieth twentieth anniversary. So either twenty twelve or two thousand two. I'm not sure, but um, their line. There's still characters that from when they started that they haven't released yet. And like, if you catch, you can kind of like continue that, which is where I'm at. I'm just trying to finish off the characters, a few characters I don't have yet, versus going and getting like the 900th version of Superman. And you know how many Batman's suits there are? Like, forget it. I love Batman, but so it's kind of like collecting cards in a sense, where you're like just yes. trying to complete the set. Yeah, I'm just trying to get my every representation of every Marvel character I know from comic book form on my shelf. That's all. And to give you guys, because I've upgraded the camera since you know last interview, so to give you guys a Little shot, Holden, you've seen this room. Yeah. And there's my jacket and such. There's the speakers, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, that's kind of the joyous look of the lab. It's a lot of toys. But it's crazy to think that, like, they're just all value, right? Like, when you start thinking about the fact that, like, in a sense, they become a weak-ass asset. Yeah, like they'll start off as nothing. Some things that you don't even think is like, oh, there's no value in this. And then you'll look and you'll go, oh, wow, that's going for 80 because no one wanted it at first. And then it went on like clearance and then some or one or two people scooped them all up. And then now some kid is really looking for that like frogman that nobody <laughs> wanted ever. But Fair. So, yeah. So, like... Have you gotten back into the music game? Because I know back when we last talked, it maybe wasn't your hugest focus, but it seems like I'd be seeing you releasing some joints here and there with people. I'd be seeing you at events now. So, like, are you, do you find yourself kind of moving back into the culture? Not, I was never done with it. I just, I wasn't, and I mean, another lovely technical that I won't get into. So, I can't see the chat. So, anybody who has agrees with me or disagrees, let me know. Um, but I will let you know. I didn't really appreciate how things were really moving in the city and how certain things were going. So I kind of just took a dip and just kind of fell back. And that's I fell back onto this toy stuff. But now where I feel like shouts to Craven, shouts to Rico, shouts to Questa, shouts to everybody that's really putting in the work right now. Shouts to like you guys, yourself, Chrome, Showbiz. Uh, you know, like for a better <laughs> for for a better word, uh, my man Lance. Uh, shouts to yeah, yeah, yo, JSP really put try. He be doing it though. He be there with us. He be grinding with us. He putting all the work in. I'll give him that. He's he he does his thing. I I'm just there seems to just be more unity now, or the unity's coming back, or at least getting to a point where. I feel like it's healthy to get back in this stuff, and I'm not really done with it. A lot of my boys are kind of coming up and doing their thing. J Red, the Doctor, Morris Regal, AD Rock, fam, and I'm really just like, yeah, I'm ready to get busy again because I'm not doing it. This is not a flex, but it is a flex. I'm not doing it for if before it was for like I wanted to come up off of this. I wanted to catch a lick, money, make me you know, oh, do enough beats for free, and then finally you know start selling these shits, whatever. I'm not selling, like, if you want to pay me, pay me. Yes, if I don't know you for Adam, you're going to pay me, fine. But, like, if I believe in your art and I think you're really dope, whatever, I'm giving these shits away. Because at the same time, I'm fire. I'm good. I'm super dope. And 
I'm not going to just be like, hey, I'm a great producer. You should pay me for my beats. I'm just going to prove it by showing you my beats and you falling in love with them. And that happened, what, last weekend. I went out. <laughs> uh, uh, I, going out, producers, people, you want to meet people and so on. The, the the grind and the networking, it sucks. It does suck. Super but, sucks. Yes, but, you know. It's so worth it. So worth it in the end when you connect with the right people. Not everybody's trying to connect. Not everyone's trying to build. Everyone and build is well, a corny you just, term. But not like you need really to have to your like... own like missions, right? Because like right. I, I have like yo, listen. I gotta get at least two Instagrams of people that are to me potentially useful. That could be a beat maker, a rapper, mm. somebody that want to follow my music. This, that, the next thing. But like, if you don't walk out the house with an mission in mind, like now currently mm -hmm. we pushing Paul Wall tickets so it's like anywhere yeah. I go fuck it if I can move a ticket and I did the other night I went out I wasn't expecting it but I moved a ticket like you just ask you ask people you, you do the whole shit and then you build and then people remember you they see you at the next event they see you at the sure. event after that <clears throat> for yeah. sure they any the networking portion is it's, it's, it's worth it in that sense but then I just going out. Past, I think it was a Raz Fresco show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Osgang Plaza. It was the coldest night of the year and coldest night. And I don't even know how long. Um, from that, I saw, you know, shout out to Lowe's. I'm my old friend. Uh, saw a few other people. And yeah, like I got, got some tracks back super quick from people who like are popping off now. And I'm not going to name names, but it, it kind of helps. And it kind of gives me that confidence, like, okay, yeah, the city's ready for me to just go out here, dump out beats and whatever. And it's kind of maybe not fall back, but like maybe I'll stick around this time. Maybe, you know, we'll see what happens with it. I know I got to get something with Rico. Rico's been busy. He's doing his grind. Shouts to him. I got to check out that track with him tonight. Yeah, the um, one that you just dropped with Travis is nice. I'm glad I listened yeah, to it before. What is cool, Travis? What is cool, Travis? That's, a, sure. that's fam from long, long time. Yeah, high school. Me, him, Boy Blue, we all went to high school together. So yeah, that's, that's wild. Like people's yeah. from like time time where you see them and like it's funny because i am not gangster at all i will say that i am not gangster and to be honest i feel like when i'm around thuggish folk they are uneasy around me because i'm too damn smiley perfect I, example this bro <laughs> i know exactly what the fuck you're talking about anyway go on <laughs> so this rise fresco show i'm there and i just like I'm with Carl, I'm with my boy Crazy K. So it's Carrera. I call him Crazy K. That was his old name, Carl, my man. Um, B, when you had no people from time and you've been to like their weddings and stuff, like you're not trying to do the whole persona name. You're out here just, like, <laughs> which is kind of not dangerous, but in terms of like Justice League superhero shit, you got to be careful with that. So um, always use the aliases, folks. Uh, so mm -hmm. I was man with my man Carrera, and we we're trying to go back, not even trying to go backstage. Like I didn't want to smoke outside. It was minus nine hundred outside. Facts. Like, forget it. So I'm just like, people smoking in the basement. Someone's just like, yeah, smoking in the basement. So I'm like, all right, we're going to go to the basement. As we're going, security comes and just closes the door. You know how Oscang works. Just closes the door that leads downstairs. So, My man. I didn't know where the door is. <laughs> it's like one of the, it's just like a back door. Like when you're going towards the bathroom, then there's like a back door. Oh, uh, okay, like okay, a back okay. door. And it opens and you go downstairs. So man started pretending like he was going to the bathroom. So like not looking conspicuous. I'm like, screw this. I go and open the door, rock downstairs. And I'm like, all right, let's see what's up. So this goes from happy-go-lucky Montreal show to mad Toronto mans in a backstage area. And I didn't know who Estee Nass was 
at the time, me being a hip hop head, still didn't know. Um, but he was dope when I did see him perform. But anyways, the minute I walked in, I hear someone have a conversation. It's like, yeah, man, crowd's kind of weird, and there's all these ninjas I don't know. Looked up at me, and I'm I'm wearing like something similar to this. I think I was wearing like a bright purple sweater, and yeah. like <laughs> just you know me. <laughs> Hey, what's up? How you doing? Bum, bum, bum. Smoke my spliff. Let it in the back. I see uh, Funk Lorenovich. I met him. Bong. Cool. Cool. But then I just felt like the, 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 the side eye. The, the, and I was like, okay, now the vibe's not here. I'm not really down. But uh, yeah, you can't be a happy smiley like myself going to these shows sometimes because I don't know. I think everyone's oh, just a, not comfortable fact, being bro. 100 for uh... something cells. So. But it's also like, <clears throat> so uh, Showbiz and I go to this battle in Toronto. Oh man, you guys made it out. Good luck. <laughs> I'm not going to no battle in Toronto. I might. I feel like I'll just walk through anything. Because, yo, it, I look at it like maybe something might happen one day. Yeah. But if you act like something's going to happen, it's a lot more likely to happen. So you got to walk around like you're, you're good to be there. Like, and why am I not good to be there? I paid the money to get in the battle. I want to see the battle. I fucks with rap right. battles. You know, I belong right. there as much as right. anybody else. However, I found out I was a little too excited next to a guy who I found out later may have been connected to the streets in a very legitimate way. And he gave me a, you bless. And I took that, you bless, as calm the fuck down and behave, boy. And I realized that maybe not Is all that shows. What that that's what I took from it. I took it from that. And then Chauvez had his version of that moment like 15 minutes later with the next man's in that little posse. And we were like, oh, we are way too nice maybe for a certain. <laughs> way too nice. <laughs> so we, we caught, you know, we were like, okay, so I guess it's stand around vibes. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Stand around and not talk to people vibes? Not necessarily oh. not talk to people, but not necessarily talk to all the people. Like, you don't necessarily to... want to say hi to all the people is what I learned. Some people are okay. Just don't say hi to them. <laughs> I was trying to say what up to Chung. And she is popular, I guess. She's great. I mean, I like she her music great. a lot. Personally, I've never met her. But her music, in my opinion, is pretty dope. So another person that I, you know, went to Lakeside, went to high school with, you know, us. We have a lot of good cloth coming from my, my high school. Apparently, um, I graduated from, but it was like side to the, the younger folks or being one of them. Actually, is friends with like my wife's, like with the wife's friend. So like people, known folk. Of course, when you're the little Kim in the area and there's going to be mad dudes around you, either trying to holler, trying to talk to you, trying to so on. And I guess her producer was there who uh, we I get I didn't know from face, but then someone said their name and I was like, oh, that's you. Anyways. Uh, it was mad grimace face from that direction all night. So I wasn't, the sentence I got out was you went to Lakeside and it was supposed to, and it exactly in that tone, white as hell, no offense to the white folks, but I didn't it's sound, what it is. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's what it is. You went to Lakeside. Like that, mm, it was, I was disappointed in myself because once <laughs> I said the Lakeside, I looked to the side and producers like, nah, bro. And it wasn't like, I'm not trying like if you boy if i could show you my kid i would because i show everybody a picture of my kid if, like, to be proud dad type thing i'm just like i'm not trying to holler. i'm really just trying to shell off some beats and i actually sent some beats december 16th and i didn't want to be like hey you should check your email but that was also going to be the second part of this conversation and you just stirred me away from doing that mr producer man so 
Shouts to her producer, who is probably very hard at work at making sure no other beatsmiths get beats her way. Shouts to that guy. But uh, yeah, Chung is awesome. I definitely would like to work with her in the future. Uh, just proves to be difficult. So, yeah. Facts. I mean, sometimes yo this this game has a lot of navigating. I've been learning about. Is all I'm gonna hard say. to navigate. Since we last spoke, oh I've learned a lot about what being. So I feel like I was an Icarus and I flew way close to a sun. <laughs> and then thank god i didn't fly that that close because the wings never melted but they were starting oh, to melt wow you're and you're this crazy. is how i look and then like i'm like okay we're gonna fly way the fuck down now and just figure out the game because holy shit it's weird <laughs> when people can That's identify funny. you from an instagram and you've never met them <clears throat> oh yeah yeah that ain't that's never good <laughs> <laughs> that's never good i had some dude run up on me at a gas station be like yo you can do with all the toys right i saw a dj magnanimous is here i forgot to say what's up um i still want a stream deck because i want a physical item to push a button on i know i can I'm get an app i'm bugging how i can't see you right now like this is yeah no um but yeah i see you in all the pictures and with all these people fucking chilling like hey i'm back y'all need to know oh no no I that am. was that was a one night that they caught me uh red hollered at me he was just like yo i got this going down doing a video shoot tonight you should come through i was like all right cool and it was like cool to see old friends homies craven and them jimmy d uh yeah, shut up shout out jimmy know. d jimmy d be at jimmy. everything like that's the one thing so for me i could jimmy say that it. like i'd be at a lot of stuff and so i guess if i see you at all the stuff i'm at and i know you're going yeah. to more things than me that's like I have to take the hats off to because I'm not going to as much stuff as people like Jimmy D is, and it's like, right, like these guys be like sometimes three events a day, and I'm like I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I don't know. I'm not good at it. I by by event three, I'm hungry and cranky because I'm bad at eating at all this shit. Like I'm bad at stopping for a bite in the middle. <clears throat> you wouldn't stop for a bite in the middle. Because I don't think about it. I'm in the middle of, like, moving and all this shit. So you're at one event, and then you're getting to the next event, and then maybe you see something in the middle that you want. Because I'm not in a whip, right? So it's public transit or the cycle and shit. Cycling, I'm not, like, mid-cycle going, damn, I'm going to stop at this pizza place. You know, it's right. just not really a thought in my mind. It, it could be, right. maybe. But then you get to the spot, and you're, like, you're at Blue Dog. There's not really a lot to eat around Blue Dog that you want to go eat quick, quick. And then... There's not really a lot at Belmont either. And a lot of my life is spent at Belmont and Blue Dog. Just how this is all playing out. <laughs> like, I Yeah, true. Because really those are like the in-between spots. Like the two spots that kind of get. Well, that, that we're booking. So like it's like yeah. you, the people that have money go to Belmont. And the people that don't necessarily have that kind of money go to Blue Dog. Which is fair. And I can hear you. Yeah. Uh, the, the people who have money go to Belmont. That's no, I mean, I want to like talk all the numbers, but I spoke with the Belmont man about how much the shit really costs and etc. Yeah. And as I learned about event production, like sometimes I think people be spending wild money on unnecessary things when it comes to like throwing these events. And that's why some of these ticket prices be what they are. And I it's believe weird. Because like, I believe that for sure. I also don't think Blue Dog should be the only place we go because we really need a place that has bathrooms that women want to use, my G. Oh, my God. And it's no disrespect to Blue Dog. Oh, those, those bathrooms don't make any kind of sense, like, whatsoever. No, <laughs> I don't not. know why they're like that. I don't know why they look like that. It's just not. They got a door right. on the boy. The guy's bathroom got a door, bro. It has a door now. It's It's very tight, but there's a door. 
I'm happy it finally has a door. Jeez. Hey, Eureka, I can see you now. This is good. You can see me? Yeah, I put it on grid, and, and yeah, this is, this is like a this is a win now. So now I can see your face. Yeah. Yay. What's see? up? See? Being the IT guy while also getting interviewed will get you this. Yeah. This I've learned that while trying to maintain a conversation, doing all troubleshooting is a miserable experience on some of these podcasts. It, it, it's it is a miserable experience, but if you can actually like maintain, like I can actually maintain sometimes and like kind of keep it going, but then when it gets too hard, you're like, God damn it, no, I gotta stop two seconds. But yeah, yeah, it'll run in the back of my mind the entire thing that like this one thing isn't right, or like yeah. the chat box will be cropped poorly, and I'll see oh. that, and like I know if I fix it, it'll be a clunky waste of three minutes or whatever, and it's not really worth it. But it'll right. just be there the whole time glaring at me. And I've tried to fix shit on the it's it's awkward. It doesn't look good. Yeah. Some, sometimes you just gotta take the little the little L on presentation. For sure. Take a little little L there. Uh I'm so that bathroom, man. I that it's thing's been gross since I started going there. And it's like Blue Dog's like relatively new. So I just wonder how the bathroom got bad so quick. Um I don't my my theory is there's a lot of cocaine that happens in these bathrooms. <laughs> I mean, have you not seen the girls no, coming didn't. in from the bar next door? Hey. And then they leave the the place right after. Although sometimes they stick around. Like at the Snow Goon oh. show. Shout out Perry for making that happen. But at the Snow yeah. Goon show, it was dead empty. Then all of a sudden, a bunch of people came in the bar to do blow in the bathroom. And they then decided to hang out while Snow Goon's Mans was performing. And for his set, which is cool, because you kind of want your headliner guest person to have a crowd in Montreal. It's kind of weird when it's pretty empty all night. They weren't there for them, but it was like 20 young people walked in and watched their set and danced and all this other shit. And then the second it was done, they left. And I was like, that's Blue Dog, though. That's the one beautiful part of Blue Dog I've never seen at another venue because people yeah. don't go from the club next door to come do blow at the It doesn't happen anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, 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 you're right. Jeez. I don't know Blow's if you're supposed to say it like that, but... <laughs> I, I mean, I've never, I'm glad to say that I've never participated in such madness that is Blow, but... I've never done yeah. it myself either, so... I've seen people get crazy, and oh boy. Um, oh boy. Apparently it fuels a whole lot of a nightlife, so I suppose we're... Yeah. We're oh, out yeah, of the definitely. job in the big picture if there's no cocaine on the scene. <laughs> like a lot of these clubs. I'm just saying. A lot of them. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I ended up at music yeah. the other night. Wow. Whoa. What were you doing there? I, I linked up with somebody that throws events and homegirl okay. is like let's she came out to this shit she's like okay this i saw your world why don't i come show you my world homegirl's like 30 my age you know like mm. next thing you know we're in music i i have never realized how old i was until i was oh you hate you it hit you there it this was like decided to hit you <laughs> this this place because i like i thought i like mosh pits i thought i like crowds i don't like clubs <laughs> Like, I don't even know, like, bro, there's no room. And then young people are getting mad at you for not knowing the good crowd etiquette. And I'm getting told off by drunk 20-year-olds for taking up space. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm bad at this. Maybe if I was good at this, but like, I don't know none of the etiquettes. Mans wants a tip in the bathroom. I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's, 
<laughs> you, sir, you. I think. How long did you stay? Uh, an hour. It was like end of the yeah, night. Okay, shift. It was like it was like after it was after a Belmont thing, and we we were there to like midnight, and then moved over to the next place, and then. It, like, took an hour to figure out how to get acclimated. It took, like, 30 minutes to get to the fucking bathroom kind of thing. Wait in the line. Bro, it's wild. I don't know why people love this. I guess it's because you can fornicate pretty easily if you're young and drunk. But, like, I don't think I'd do well even if that was the goal. Like, it just feels like Very it's just not the flex. percentage of people were fornicating in the club. Like, it wasn't. You would just go to kind of maybe try to catch them. Or meet somebody or something. That's what we did it for. I was like, I don't, know. I don't know. It was just a bunch of young drunk people jumping and dancing, and it was like body sweating everywhere. Oh yeah, well that's the pill drugs. You see, like I discovered, I I discovered trees midway point through my clubbing days, and then I was just like, well I can't do this in here. Actually no, I found some ways to do it in there. We all did back when it was illegal. It was great because you had to find crazy strategic ways to get mm. high in a club. They shut down St. Sulpice recently, and I'm just like, damn, I remember having a birthday party on the terrace where you could not smoke on the terrace, where you could smoke cigarettes, I think. Nope, you couldn't do that. Because mm. that was, I think that was just on the point of getting illegal, like, not being cool. And we had the back, and I there, and I lit, like, a giant spliff, and, like, security was kind of, like, looking out, because everybody could obviously smell it, like, it wasn't common. <laughs> And I was like, damn, Saints of Piss is gone? I'll never get to do that again, even though it's legal now. But yeah, so but nah. back on clubbing, clubbing then, now and clubbing now, like I... I don't know. So I hear like all the glory days of pre-smoking, but like I turned 18 the year they banned smoking in bars. So like, oh. like I wasn't the kid that was going to shit underage. There, just There was no glory days for that. You would go out with a new shirt and it would smell like cigarette smoke for three weeks after. Yeah, but people was there, okay? The whole, like, I don't know if you remember that, like, era for the three, four years when, like, half the bars just died everywhere because smoking was apparently that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, so, yeah, (laughs) I was going out at that point, and it did get very light in terms of crowds, but eventually people realized, well, like, what were you going to (laughs) do? Or, like, we're going to have to go out at some point. So they did come back. They came back. I did realize that if uh, Tony Yeo's people laid up on stage at Belmont, all of a sudden security is not stopping you from smoking in the room. That's a, oh, that's the safest spot to smoke in Belmont. Downstairs in the basement and No, I'm talking, they were on stage. They were exactly. they walked. Safest spot to smoke in Belmont is downstairs in the basement and on stage. Oh, yeah, facts. I wouldn't Don't stop light them on stage. No, they'll stop us on stage. They're not stopping them on stage. I smoked on stage. I don't think I they'll let us know. I smoked on stage with... Hold on. Boot camp click. I smoked on stage with... Well, that's Funny. different. Right? That's what I'm saying. If you have the right, the right people on stage... I on stage during my own set, mm. which is wild. And yeah, See, that, that, like, like, I wouldn't yeah. fuck with that. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't risk that personally at Belmont right now. Just having seen right the now. like no, <laughs> I wouldn't. No, not right I now. I have to bro. go to, but I have to go to Belmont tomorrow. No, but like, like uh, Feezy got mad at me for for sparking, and he got mad at me and said, "Don't do that shit. Don't fuck up my relationship with Belmont." And I'm like, okay, I guess it really is a big deal. Oh no! no. <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing on that because I don't know Feezy's relationship with nobody. I just just know that man's them that were there with us were much larger than people that would have come up to you to be like, hey, you can't smoke. And most of the time, there's a scary, scary, scary... They got their bouncers checked, right? 
they're usually good about that. So I'm just sometimes they'd be cool with it. But yeah, I wouldn't do it just because yeah, someone's gonna come. No, I wouldn't do it unless like unless like I'm on stage with the famous. Like if Paul Wall wants to invite me on stage and smoke a spliffy, I'm not gonna say no to Paul Wall. I don't think it's gonna happen, but like it's the context that I could think of where I would do it. That's gonna be an exciting show. I'm excited for you guys. Yeah, I'm like excited for that shit. Um, I'm actually, yo, it's cool. Like, it's like you get one, and then all of a sudden they start appearing. It's like, like you, you just need that first opportunity, however it manifests in your life, which yeah. turned out was Vincent Price. So shut up, Vincent Price. That guy manifested some dope shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And like, I'll never get a show again. But I mean, that's why? that's all. That's that's for another day. Um, yeah, I'm I mean, not really trying to. Do that in any case. I'll leave that for the you know the the folks that are doing. I see thing you dropping it. your freestyles at the start of the episode, testing your waters, getting yourself. Well, put a nigga under the ground in in a, in a freestyle. Come on now, like no one's really touching. A lot of people who rap straight up will literally be like, "I don't freestyle," and it's like, "Come on, you can't think of three words ahead of your brain and just say them." It's not that hard. <laughs> you can't make words rhyme. You're a rapper. That's what you do. I only freestyle to make sure that my beats are rappable. And that mm-hmm. they're, it actually could be flowed to. So the fact that I can make a few things make sense and they kind of sound nice. Where do you, you, you do this? <laughs> you should be able to freestyle. I agree. But a lot but of guys don't freestyle. And I'm like, okay. I'm cool. dead ass. It took me a long time to like be mediocre at it. <laughs> like, I don't even think I'm Yeah, good. but you also flow super unorthodox. You flow super unorthodox. So the fact that you rap unorthodox and then throwing in freestyling with that, that's extra hard. I've never I, heard you do like a flow ever. I can't, I can't, never, I, yo, I can't, I don't know how to put it, but I can't think that slow. So like, I, <laughs> no, that word. Yeah, I hear you. I, hear you. I like, it's I like you. my brain's racing. So like, it, it, it's, it's hard. Like, I don't know. I had to like, you smoke to slow down. I hear you. And like, yo, even like with all of the rapping and shit, it took me forever to like, accept that nobody really want to hear you rap that fast, except for 22 year old people. Yes. Weirdly, yeah. that one song you don't like, that one is getting love. I don't know why. <laughs> Weirdly. Because, like... Like, any remotely double... But, hey, if it if it clicks and it works, then that's good. Sometimes people like what they like. I don't know. I thought... Nobody expected pickles, right? Like, nobody expected anything like that to happen. I expected pickles with all the pickle rickshaw and whatever from any... Yeah, Bro, I wasn't expecting that shit. I was, it was yeah. an accident. But like a great accident, great accident. And then you're like, okay, that's what the people want. And you have a big old, that's what the people want moment and have to accept it. And then realize there's more of a bag giving the people what they want sometimes than fighting the pickle meme. True. I may not want the bag that much. I mean, there's a, you know, and that's just me. Yeah. I will not be like, that's what they want. Ah, uh, I guess. Because <laughs> if I have to do the ah, uh, I guess, it means I'm not really like my... Mm, it's I not mean, it. <clears throat> so I look at it like a creative challenge. How can I meet it in the middle? How can I make it fun? Like, I started picturing events. So we get... You know, like, how people be doing this, like, block mode versus forty forty music event where each team kind of puts an act next to next. So we do it like that. Team Pickle... Okay. Team No Pickle. Everybody's wearing the merch in this event, right? Like, so everybody on Team Pickle's got one shirt. Everybody on Team No Pickle. 
and then we put up a whole little thing, you know, which shot do you think has it? You know, at the end of the show, who wins? Team who raps right. better, who performs better, team pickle or team no pickle? <laughs> I feel okay. like so like when you play it out like that, it's like it's stupid, but at the same time, I'd kind of go to that show more than I would go to a regular show because it's so dumb. And people be like that. And I'm not insulting anyone because I like the dumbest shit. It's what we like. <laughs> so yeah. if you can have fun, I think people like, you know, like that unity shit you were talking about a little bit before. My big theory on that is COVID put us all in rooms by ourselves and faced our yeah. demons a little bit more than we ever had a chance to do in the past. And then we all got kind of lonely a bit and decided that we would rather be nice than fucking be mean as much. Like, yeah, that's my big thing. <laughs> people are the most selfish some of that is true i will agree with you some of that well, I, I feel like the compromising is a little more up yes 100 so maybe it's just finding the necessity of each other a little more <clears throat> maybe i think it's more just trying to find not so much necessity but more or less just people are trying to find Honestly, people are just trying to get it before this world blows up. But there's also people are That's just trying fact. to find their own kindred. People are trying to find their kindred spirits. And That's also a fact. Within that, you still it's still clicky. You still have your clicks, but there is more bigging up people within your click now. So you'll see, whom you know, notable producer in the city put on for like, or not even put on, but like fully support all their man stuff. Whereas before, like, if you had a boy and he knew this other homie or the producer who knew this other rapper, you wouldn't see him throw out his whole album multiple times on his story. You know what I mean? That's valuable real estate. I need that for me. You know what I mean? Mm. But now, especially in the city, I'm seeing a lot more of, like, if one dude goes, like, Real City Relay, we all go. Especially if they're kind of clicked up. For, like, you I mean, like, okay, if Red drops something, 80 sharing that, Pro-V sharing that, Morris is sharing that. All the all the man them is sharing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's cool. It's like that's how it should have been from jump. But I just love that it's now that's kind of like that's the reg. I mean, yeah. If we could now get that to happen for like everybody, that's just you don't have to necessarily just be friends with the person, but like you know, have a relationship to do that. It'd be great because the hardest part about being a producer is that if you produce something for someone, other people don't mess with. Based on their personality, their music, or just because they may not have shown the same kind of interest in their stuff, your ass is dead in the water. Mm. <laughs> you're the only one sharing your song. Doesn't matter if you're the most friendly neighborhood producer out there. If everybody loves you, if you got friends in all corners of the hip hop game within the city or wherever you're at, it's hard. And that's kind of like more or less why I lean towards this figgy stuff because I still needed to keep my. It wasn't okay. The term of keeping yourself hot, keep staying fresh within the game, being visible. I needed to be visible. I needed to know, let people know that I was still doing something. Hence the podcast. Hence Action Figgy Skinny. While producing, when stuff wasn't coming out, so I had albums of music. I have an album of music out waiting, chilling to be released since 2020. Like more, more. Like you rapping, or you like not me playing? rapping? Fully produced by me. Right, right. But you gotta wait on the artist. 
you can't force the artist. And then in the meantime, you're doing songs here and there with artists that are notable, but people aren't really, they just don't mess with their energy like that. Or it's like a, I don't know, click thing slash popularity thing. The shit's very high school. It's nuts. Yeah, there's a lot of sectors of this scene that I find extremely click like You know how I know? I'm not in the clicks. <clears throat> My whole click mm. seems to be made up of people that weren't in other clicks. We are very yes. much the outcasts. No offense to my peoples if you're watching this, but let's be fucking real. We're a, <laughs> we're a motley crew. Ah, they're used to me. <laughs> a motley crew of people that dead ass make no sense together. If you really run our music and sounds and personality traits, we all had to learn <laughs> to get along a little bit more personal and shit. It's been a great experience. But like, honestly, we're just like, yo, we're not in the other clicks. We may as well click up on some like, okay, let's go make our own bag because apparently the people who have access to grant writers don't want us to have access to their grant writers, so fair enough. If you want to talk to real gatekeeping in Montreal, it's the grant, it's the grant writers. <laughs> I mean, really? well, can you name five grant writers? Absolutely you might, not. You, but if you, you should be able to if we're all you like, should. all of us should be able to and I can like, I can name one and scroll through Facebook to find you a second. And that's as far as it goes for me, even at this point. Mm. So it's like, yeah, grant writers and shit. Oh, shit. Oh, I didn't update the links. Boo. I need oh. to get music. I, need, I don't know if I need the grant yet, just yet. I really just want to. I'm trying to get back my original goal, which is this. I'm trying to not produce for everybody because that is not realistic. I tried nah. to do that, have a sound. produce. I Literally, I was trying to produce for everybody. So have a song with everybody that was hot coming up, whatever. Try to give them at least one or two skinny beats. And I, I accomplished that. I did close to that. Um, still got to get Magnum. Haven't gotten Revolver Mag yet, but I'm trying, working on that. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to just give my music to as many people that I feel it would I could either better their sound or they would better my sound. And yeah. And then also I'm just going to start paying for verses. Not like local hip hop. Nah. Versus, you know, like famous. Like this, the, we yeah, we yeah, would yeah. pay for the same verse the same way. Yeah. Like I'm trying to invest now because it's like, oh yeah. Like, and this is no diss to the drumless beats. I've come to respect it. Craven's my boy now. Before I was like, no, it was not. It was, I can honestly use just like, that's my spot type thing. But like, it was just like, old head, younger cat, and I didn't understand the movement, and then I really under caught it when I was just like, oh, so this is like what they're doing, but then when you catch the drumless loops and wonder how intricate it is with what they're looping, cool, it's great, but it also made my workload so much easier. Because from Jump, Rico, if you're still in the chat, you know what I'm talking about, you've produced, you've made, you, you know samples. We're doing that from jump in our heads. We hear a song, we're like, okay, how can I flip this? Beep, bop, boop, bop, boop. And then the hardest part is taking the chop you had in your head, transferring that into whatever DSP, or not DSP, whatever um, DAW you're using. Rico's here, he says, board. yep. Yeah, it comes into any DAW you're using. You're trying to figure out how to get that chop in your head or that pitch in your head to make sense with the sample that you now have. Fine, okay, cool. And then once you're done that, then you got to find drums and somehow to make it either blend for it to not overtake the damn thing, but just, but also so that it doesn't just seem like you just took the sample because people who produce 
just oh i know that sample so on and so forth you loop that and then chop that with that and i'll call you out for your stuff and the drums low-key the drums is to mask the shit the drums is to mask what you did you put the boom bab with the boom boom to literally mask the chop that you did because it may not have been that intricate and some dude who just hears a loop might be like that's that song 1968 motherfucker i'm gonna get that that's that so the new age shit is me doing all my chops and then being like damn I got 17 beats. No diss. No quarrel. But that's what it is. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> that's what I it is. Dead ass. I wasn't even sure what drumless beats were until like a year ago. I was like, wait, there's drums in these beats. I'm so confused. And then inevitably it got explained to me that no, yeah. it's just the beat makers ain't adding more drums. It's just the loops with the, the drums. So we'll have the drums. What Alchemist will do is he'll have a loop and he'll create loops. And ALC, he's my man. Like, I, Alchemist is one of my favorite producers of all time. And he'll, like, so intricately sew in a snare there, whatever. So it sounds like it's a part of the sample, but it's really not minimalist, but it's just like playing with the mixing into the sound. Prior to that, we were just like throwing them drums on top of them, mix them a bit, but the more thuddy and thicker and boom bappy and even like crispy and even as it got into the 2000s, as long as it slapped, your drums are great. But now the wave is to make your drums blend. And if you can't make them blend, you take them out. I won't say nothing, but I got asked for two. I sent an 11 pack this weekend to a notable Toronto rapper. Man's hit me back. He's like, I'm definitely messing with four of them. And for two of them, can you take out the drums? Producer skinny, like scaredy cat producer skinny, like these niggas about to hear my samples and they're going to put this shit in the Shazam and they're going to steal my shit. Legit. That's what I'm thinking to this day. But it's like, that's just a wave now. But I feel like I put so much into the drums and you just want me to just mute, send. What's the, what are the stems for this track going to look like? <laughs> two, <laughs> two waves? What are we doing here? Like, this is where we're at <clears throat> i'd be listening to songs because like i'd be like wildly into drill now it has become like i know but like i i don't make it i don't review it i have nothing other than just an ability to be a fan of the music i like to get sturdy as sturdy as i can get and uh to me it's fun but yeah. like you listen to the beats bro and i'm like whoa it really is sometimes just grab some song from holden's childhood and now it's a fucking hit again and man's yep. is adding a couple ad libs and really rapping about some shit that i probably shouldn't rap about but yeah. i'll sing along <laughs> yeah yeah now it's 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 made my workload so much easier because i'll just catch a loop or even like a really good like and i'll be like okay cool it's not like where you would overthink you just dumb it down and you're like oh i could add this or this no, 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 you could. Actually, most times I'll make two versions of the beat. A version mm. for somebody <laughs> and a version for the underground now. And, you know. Honestly, though, I feel like even with bars and shit, like you kind of are trying to simplify more. Because, yo, yeah. evidently all these kids making music now like rock music as much as they like rap music because these motherfuckers be singing rock ballads shit on rap beats mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Clearly, mm -hmm. that's the way. And something I always noticed about rock is that you're trying to say the shit with the least number of words possible in a lot of ways, whereas sometimes with rap, you're trying to just add words and shit. So it's like watching people kind of flip into a more brevity-driven style is wild to me. 
and I and it's like, oh, so maybe I got to use less words in my songs and Oh yeah, and you're captain not... syllable, so yeah, you're going to have a hard time there. <laughs> yo, I'm not even yo, I I might use a lot of words. I'm saying a lot of things. Yes. I'm not it's not like often repetition for the sake of whatever. It's it's unique content. I write yeah. songs like they fucking essays. I got ideas. I, I marinate. I be pondering on ideas for months sometimes. Sometimes when I'm like, and then, <laughs> because again, I'm listening for traditional flows and then I'll listen to your songs and I'll just like, my brain will just be like, ah, like not in a pain. It's just like, how, <laughs> like where from there? How did he get there? I don't, it's, and it is trying to figure it out. It's like, you know, it's different, I, but it's also fun. Yeah, I enjoy it that way. I definitely don't know how to describe it, but everybody told me when I started making music, mm. dead ass, you're supposed to try to do new things and not yes. sound like everything else. Everybody else. Then yeah, I yeah, found out sure. when you do that, they're going to hate you. Algorithms don't like you. <clears throat> that too. <laughs> Algorithms and people are going to be like, what are you doing? Rico Blocks is like, Holden perplexes my writer brain. Basically, I write Bro, every crazy, line. Right? I write every line as a freestyle off the last line. Oh, so, no. I deadass. I will rap the whole fucking verse and yeah. then effectively freestyle whatever the next part is and then rap the whole fucking verse and then freestyle whatever the next part is. And it just works. I mean, Why? I... <laughs> I mean, I like didn't come into this in the same way that a lot of people did right y'all came from like this bars bars i used to write rock ballads and shit and like so i started on some not necessarily rap i was playing bass and shit and then bass I, is a rhythm like backbone spine okay keep her over here yes there. so you know how to play that thing you know how to run the bass amateur give me one of you like no here's the thing i could pick it up and like with some stumbling play some shit i understand how to do it still because i did i put about two three years into it i was so you just really your bass bad at and you it play boom 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 and most people are going to be like you know the flow for that you <laughs> the flow with the t i don't even i can't even do your style i can't it's a, a disservice to you for me to try to mimic you because i cannot i would give it too much rhythm you rap on an offbeat but beat. You literally yeah. rap like your blue face hunt like your blue face. That's why I was always telling people I hear blue face like is on beat. Face. Everyone acts like he's off beat. I'm like, nah, he, he's on beat. He's on a beat. He's on a beat, but not the beat. You rap like blue you're you're like lane of blue face. Yeah, I'm with that. Like, it's yeah. cause your voice is an instrument and shit, right? So like music is math and in theory I like to like try to find a cool equation. Honestly, I know it's geeky, but I take a very math-driven approach to music. Uh, and no, like, kidding. It, it's what it is, but it allows me to maybe come up with some shit. But Holden's flow is like finding a pocket in pants that have no pockets. Right. <laughs> I had to learn to simplify. I listened to some of my older shit and I was like, man, I understand what the fuck syllable stuffing is now. <laughs> I had to learn how syllable to... Syllable stuffing, man. Believe it or not, what you're getting all now is like I actually edit shit out and like put the effort into like slicing syllables out and this is the abridged version of it all. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
I learned a bit more about the pocket. <laughs> Yo, because you, you can rap. And if you rap fast, you... Here's the truth about rapping fast, y'all. You're just maxing capacity most of the time. So you don't really need to have swagger. You just rap fast. And if you happen to enunciate really quickly and you're That's able to, all you ought to do is go quick. And, yo, I was at this, uh, the jam night at Turbo House. Bro, I said nothing, but I said it at, like, quadruple time. And all the white people in the room were like, ah! Cause they always do it, yeah, bro. Y'all lose your mind over facts. First Even the old people do it, bro. I seen bro. grandmas and shit freak out over Everybody that kind of stuff. Bringing back "Look at Me Now" with Buster Rhymes verses. If that's not like the, that's not the best Buster Rhymes verse. And so I not do it because every time I get to do it, people are like ah, I'm being fast. Stop. And ain't nobody listening to what the fuck you're actually saying, Stop. right? Like, give me a. Like, I, I'm going to be real with y'all. I always had to bust out the lyrics back in the day to know what the fuck people were saying. So it's not like I was listening. Nah, I had to get the lyrics. I was never good at, you know, like. And I love me a double time, <clears throat> but man, I can't give it that much credit unless, like, when it's not saying the most. You know, honestly, as far as bars go, I agree with Rico Blocks. It might be one of Busta's worst verses because, like, yeah. it's just filler. It's yes. so many filler syllables. And Buster tricks and Buster's trick double time where he just adds syllables to a word that doesn't have that many syllables. Chicken the big the ba. Yeah, like he'll give box an extra two just to make it like you know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to cop a cop cop. Yo, shout out though. I gotta get like, all that. Like N when he'll be like N gotta get it. Like he N doesn't need and he gave it to. Every nah, time I gotta he, get it and I gotta get it and he doesn't need to do that, but he's doing it for the extra. <gasps> he's going fast. Yeah, but his yo take a break your neck though. That shit's impeccably break great. Break, break impeccably great. Or like break your neck. Give, give me but, some uh, more. Give me some more is better. But even like, yeah, I mean, what's his verses? I like his verses better now when he's rapping on like West Side stuff. Fair. That's more. I he's feel like, like that's more him. No, his last like his his like uh, 2021 album or whatever that shit was like Busta is sober, clear headed, and making good music. Mm. Whereas I don't know that his past you could use all those words in the same or order. Probably not. But yeah, so I just gotta. Give he's one up. of my favorite artists that doesn't get celebrated enough. <clears throat> Yo, facts. I really uh, I saw somebody. <clears throat> I also feel like Ludacris deserves more love. Like then he gets Ludacris, yeah. Wait, <laughs> hey, Luda, Ludacris. Nah, like for real. I was thinking about him. I I know there's that Facebook post floating around right now. I'm not saying that. I love DMX. DMX is the guy that got me to like probably rap more than anybody else in history. Like DMX, but Luda's up there. Like I'm telling you, when I'm like a teenager, like Luda's in my top five, a hundred. Like that whole word of mouth era and all that shit. Like nah, uh, man, I listen to that shit know. all the Luda, time. But- I love Luda, but his beat selection would bother me sometimes. I loved his beat selection. That was one of sometimes my favorite good, parts. And then sometimes it was super ass. I'm just saying like that he... early part of his career, like his first like four albums, produced incredible hits that have aged impeccably well. And then everyone just forgot about him after Too Fast, Too Furious. I only like Rollout now. 
that first the beat was oh off. God, that I was, was like, what is this trash? Rollout's one of those take. songs like I memorized when I was like trying to be a better rapper and shit as a teenager and like that was one of those songs. Like, right, because they're getting to because I got nothing to lose. Okay, my dude, take it as you. Yes, I was like a thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, but Ludacris does it with like a precision where, yes, like it's a, it's really impressive. It's not just random. It's not just fast. It's like he's fast, slow. It's okay. It's the people that really impress me are the ones that know how to change tempo with it in the middle of a bar. So like yeah. two syllables will be like at a triple time and then you know it'll flip into like a complete different time signature or something i'm like that shit's like luda can do that yeah he does picture perfect so that shit, yeah that mm. shit is good yeah and a lot of people yeah. do that and like i don't i mean i know that bone thugs and them also be doing it before but like i think luda brought a lot to the game and uh 100 a lot i don't think he's better than dmx though Luda's not, not, not better than DMX. <laughs> I don't know. There's a Facebook, just this one Facebook post that's floating around. And I saw it where it was like, wow, it keeps coming back because people keep commenting on it. So you know how like a post will just keep hitting your timeline over. Yeah. And, and, and like every five hours you see it again and you're like, it's just stuck in your mind. They are not comparable. That's facts. Like DMX is in a legend tier that very, nobody has their first five albums go number one. That's no. just legend like people don't even get it like dmx was bigger than everybody back then well like i'll be honest flesh of my flesh blood of my blood i didn't like that album at all. that's I fair and i feel like it did come out super fast after it's dark and hell it's hot and then the best song valid ass criticism and the best song on it was a damn interlude that they used for any given sunday and yeah my niggas is the best song on that album and yet it's like 30 seconds long and that makes no sense um i <laughs> that's all i can't necessarily defend all of the tracks on, I, but <laughs> i can say that uh the one before it and the one after it are brilliant and then it, i honestly like yeah, the fourth yeah. one a lot then and then the fifth one nice. slapped also and then he was doing all the movie soundtrack shit like and then it like it peaks with x go and give it to you and then then it just kind of like no man what wait, he did the the cover of that other joint hold on oh man Ah uh, well, maybe I don't know how. No, you know what I'm talking about. You know the song I'm talking about. All that it was like a cover. Was it "Ain't No Sunshine"? No. What did he cover? It was the guy who sang "Ain't No Sunshine." DMX covered another one of his songs on the sixth album after that one. Um, and then there was X, and it was good. It was the same album where he had the uh, "Didn't Didn't Didn't Didn't" uh, that song, that album. Who we be? It was on that album. That's the fifth album. <clears throat> Who would be his fifth album? Okay, shit. Uh, so then it was after that. It's Ain't No Sunshine. <laughs> Rico Blocks is, is confirming. Yeah, it's Ain't No Sunshine. She bong. Okay. Well, producer brain. Um, any producers and their beat rappers were trying to see how to modify and get in with the underground new age crowd of loopiness, but without totally messing up your style? Peep the older producers from back then. Like, I just listened to a Mussolini and Ninth Wonder album today. Who Mussolini hit me up in my DMs like the other day and he was just like, yo, let's work. And I was just like, hey, I want to send you beats. He's just like, ah, you know, pay me for a verse. And I was like, you know what? I might have to invest after listening to this album. And Ninth Wonder is someone who has like definitely kept his sound, but just modified it for the new age underground where he just turned his drums down and he made them more muffled. But it sounds like anything that 
um, and it's gonna but Derringer would make or anything that you know the, what it, it just sounds the same. But yeah, it's great, and it gives me ideas because I'm just like, oh yeah, all I gotta do is that, eh? And I just trick them. So hold on, are you saying a rapper trying to get a bag off of you got you to a place of inspiration? Yeah. You can say that because I was more obviously I asked the homies like, oh, I didn't know who he was. And it was literally like this. He followed me because this is funny. He followed me 100 percent because Craven follows me. And a lot of rappers who are either trying to get in that boat or like lane will just adjacently follow the producers that they see in there. If they're trying to catch a quick bag, I don't hate it. It's cool. Do what you got to do. Um so yeah, I caught that, and I was like, all right, we were in the DMs for a minute, talking to Mussolini, never heard of them before, asked a few of my rapper friends, he's like, yo, he's kind of dope. I was like, cool. Um, Ice Lord follows him, and I know Ice Lord, through projects that he, or a song that he did with Jay Red the Doctor, so I was like, okay, I'm familiar with the Ice Lord, that's cool. Checked out Mussolini's track, he's like, yeah, I got stuff with Ninth Wonder, saw Ninth Wonder all in his stuff, and I was like, I really like Ninth Wonder, Little Brother's my shit, so okay. Checked this album out today, and I was just like, word, this is dope, so... He might go ahead and catch himself a bag off skinny because, yeah, listening to Ninth, I'm like, I know what kind of beats are catered to. I got like seven of these. Let's Whoa. go. <laughs> nah, but I think like it's, I don't know. I know that I was speaking to somebody and I wish I could remember who it was, but they well, were it's not like me. Red Man hitting you up and being like, hey, you want to be on this mixtape? <laughs> they were. <laughs> that was pretty bad. That was different. This is more yeah. like the clean side of it. Like where, like, yeah. if you read Gucci Mane's book, um, he talks about how the best investment in his entire career was six thousand five hundred dollars. It was five thousand dollars to Bun B and one thousand five hundred dollars to Killer Mike, and they did oh, that track, and that's what catalysted yeah. his career. Was that song? And he said that was the best investment in his entire career. And I had to sit there and be like, damn, eh? Gucci's basically saying, shut the fuck up and buy the feature, bitch. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I mean, Gucci knows more than me about music businesses and shit because he's somehow done quite well. I think, you know, his book's pretty legit. It was post-jail Gucci that made the book. <clears throat> yeah. So, like. Oh, okay, well, there you go, yeah. So, you know, it's like sound Gucci. And it's like, yeah. man, you like you, you sit there and you're like, Everybody I talk to in the underground, especially because I paid to get on a show in Toronto. Shh, don't tell anyone. I'm going to get judged by my rapper friends. Not all of them, mm. but some of them for real. Like, oh, I would never do that. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I. somebody told me, get the fuck out of Montreal if you ever want to win. I'm like, I don't know anybody. Oh, yeah, yesterday. City. Leave. Leave and don't look back until they call you and be like, hey, we want you to come back for the show. Otherwise, leave. Leave now without a fuss. Yeah, because like, they, they won't love you until you're out of here. That's no, facts. No, weirdly, y'all give way more shit about me when I travel. And everything I do around my traveling has everybody paying attention to me. I could drop music. Y'all don't care. I could do interviews. Most you're gone and they're care. not. That's why. And then I'll just be like, let me show you a picture of some mediocre oxtail I found in the middle of Brooklyn. <laughs> and everyone oh, got you Brooklyn oxtail. You're a brave man. Right. You. <laughs> you see, well, here's what happens you stop at the airbnb and then you're like where am i gonna find my food and then you start walking around the neighborhood and you're like holy shit i don't know where anything is i don't know what anything is it's just a bunch of random ass restaurants you're basically gambling on everything you're eating and i walked by that place was open that place was walking distance 
it won the lottery of you're close enough to the Airbnb and not. What time in the day did you go for them to actually have? Was, uh, That's the number one thing you don't find at any restaurant. West Indian food place. You ask for the oxtail, we don't have none. <laughs> six thirty, six thirty p.m. or so. Okay, not too terrible. I walked in. I'm like, yo, listen, I'm not from here. I'm from Montreal. I don't even get Caribbean food like that. I don't know how to order this shit. Just tell me what to get. And they were like, get the oxtail. (laughs) Nah. They were like a regular-ass restaurant. They like fucking... I know, I'm kidding you. You know? Playing with you. Playing with you. Yeah, people should care when you leave. That's all. Um, That's really what it is. They just rather you be out there than you being here trying to pimp some stuff because, I don't know, people are weird like that. I think people all have a travel fetish. Not everyone. It's been made clear to me that not 100% of people care. But I'm like, nah, 95% of people seem to have this weird travel fetish. It's either they watch the shit you do that they can't do, and they're like, I wish I could do it. Or they watch the shit you do that they can do, like eating pizza. Anybody can go to New York City and eat pizza for the most part, as long as you don't have a record or whatever, Like, obviously. But like... Again, you have conversations and people bring up all the reasons why they can't actually do things. And you're like, okay, fine. I have to put these caveats in life. But like, as long as you can travel across the border, you can go to New York City and eat that pizza. It might cost you about three bills to get that pizza experience. But you can do it. And that's a very affordable price. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm not trying to do that right now. (laughs) A lot of people give you that. But like, it's like... So it's like it's an attainable adventure that they're like that shit. And they also like the unattainable adventures. So it's like either way, you post the most basic shit or you post the most cool shit and everyone reacts to your shit when you're traveling. Because I think yeah. uh, maybe yeah, just when since... you're traveling, when you're out, it's because it's, yeah, it's just like fear. It's FOMO. That's all it is. It's mostly FOMO. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I should go do that. And then most people don't pull the trigger on those plans. It depends on circumstance, what they got going on. You know, a lot of things happen. Like, what, it's been, you said it's almost been a year since we did this? I have an 18-month-old. Uh, life is getting, and there's, you know, I mean, like, there's, there'll be more in the future. But, like, yeah, it's, it doesn't slow down. <laughs> and then you got to put clue, clothe, and feed, and so on. And, you know, so, eh, with that $300, two for a pizza, you're like, yeah, that could be dope. I mean, I'm not saying like, that like specifically you would go just. I know, pizza. but I was just saying that there's other people who are just like, yeah, I don't have a job that allows me to do that. You know what I mean? Like people who are, or maybe they just had a job and now they don't. And they're just like, you know what I mean? It's like a lot of. Look, I'm not saying I did any of this shit to my 30s, to be honest. I had to like grow up and prioritize and be a little more mature about my life to realize that, okay, maybe some of these things is worth pulling triggers on. It's that like same mentality as buy the shoe. Just buy the shoe. <laughs> Just buy the shoe. But it's the same mentality you have to adopt. Like, cause the, the t- it's like a lot more expensive when you're buy looking at shoe. an Airbnb for six days in New York City and bro, everything. If you ever go to New York City, people, I'll give you one piece of advice. And you smoke marijuana. Just expect to pay about three to four times what you're used to paying before going to New York City. And weed is garbage. No, 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 no. It's all calium. It's all Cali imports, my G. Like, I'm telling you, the $25 USD eighths are like, okay, these are not bad. It's not bad because it's all at dispensaries. It's all at fucking Um, legal spots. I'm extra bougie now. Like, I'm actually on my last stretch of weed. So I'm extra, extra, extra bougie where it's like 
I have to write smell. It has to be the same terps. Has to be the same smell. Has to have the. It has to be gas. Has to like. If my shit don't have at least thirty-one THC, it ain't hitting. <laughs> and that's the point where I'm just like, I see why they call it gateway, but I also see when it's time to bow out. And when the 33, 32s are the only one that Skinny can purchase, everyone's just like, yeah, like I can't just smoke any old joint. Like someone would be like, let's smoke a joint. I'd be like, ah, what is that? What am mm. I tasting? Is it I just deli- burning? <laughs> no, I deliberately stay in an upper middle class range of weed just to not have that problem because I once had that problem. No, I, I hate that problem. expensive. Because phenomenally expensive is just. It was the stuff I've been burning for the past like year and a half, and then all of a sudden my guy was like, "Ah, it's oh, it's gone." I'm like, "What are you talking about? It's gone. Find it." (laughs) The genetics of this doesn't work like that. This plant doesn't exist. You don't understand. Like, if I'm 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 a man, I'm a father, and I'm working and I'm doing this IT stuff, so I'm used to accustoming my body. This is my coffee, my guy. I get up morning. This is what I'm doing. All right. So I need the smell. Not even the smell. It has to be the taste. The scope no, gas is, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I didn't even now, know gas was a terp flavor until like last week. I, I now that now that there's mail order websites that have taught me things, I am yeah. aware of terms. I know that dank and gas are actually things now. I thought <laughs> if someone just be like, oh, I got that gas. I'm like, okay, buddy. <laughs> I also thought that. And then I found out, no, these are search terms on no, websites. That's the actual shit. So, yeah, here I am like... Not getting, dude. And then the worst part is like, the most expensive part of weed smoking is when the weed you usually smoke is now gone, and your black ass is now stuck trying to find the shit that hits. Man, uh, no, so I, I think I in, haven't had that problem because you know, the websites are affordable. No, so in one week I did a website, but then while waiting for the website, I ended up treat. So then I went to the dispensary here in Montreal. Oh, don't do that. Shit, Oh, you can't. Right? Wait, wait, wait. So I, then I did that, and then I was like, oh, okay. It was called this. Lo and get me that gelato. Bong, bong, bong. Except for you go and get it, and you're like, on ballet, November 2022. And you're like, nigga, it's January 23. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this stale ass shit. Then you open it, and it's just a little too, like, dry. And it's just a little too clink, 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 clink in the canister to the point where you're just like, this ain't gonna get me high. So then you're feeling mad at yourself for spending seventy dollars on on legal weed that you know ain't gonna get you at all near as high as you were just this morning. And if you had the wherewithal, your dumbass would have saved yourself a nugget instead of burning a two paper joint like you used no, to. No, you're, you're gonna do it. You're gonna do the you're joint. Burn the two paper. Every you're single time. <laughs> every single time, without question. And you know better. And you're gonna do it anyway. I had to buy off a guy the other day because I didn't plan my shit right. And I'm like, and then it was like, oh, this is the old prices. I don't like the old prices because the new prices are good. And you just need to know people. If you know enough people, the new prices get delivered to you. So it's lit. I'm I've, I've, I've thankfully found a spot that delivers. That's like online or whatever. But, like, I'm legit about to hit these people. Because they have a point system. And I'm just like, when can I start using these goddamn points? I have $18 on one site. Right? Okay, because I'm like, shit's starting to get expensive. So, like, when can I use these points? But I'm also going to try to hit them up and be like, listen, like, I don't want to have to do this every two days. Because I smoke frequently. So, listen, get me an ounce of this. (laughs) Send it Pondy way. And we will work something out. 
because otherwise you're gonna be getting little meal orders oh, from me my, my every couple of days all i'm saying is there's other places that just get larger amounts at better prices not the same thing yo i'm saying that there are better sites out there that exist yeah, sure. bro this one site got craft shit I got the craft shit one time. I let uh, a mutual friend of ours hit that shit. He took mm. four puffs. I have never seen him zoinked off of four puffs yeah, before. Zoinked? He was zoinked? <laughs> he was right. gonzo. I wasn't gonzos because my tolerance is like your tolerance, but he was gonzos. And I was the moment I was like, oh, oh it's that good. Yeah. And I looked at it like, you shit, what's like, my shit. tolerance? <laughs> right? Then you're like, wow, should I be smoking this stuff daily? What is it? Do? Like, not no, even I, that. No, that, that like... I just got, like, a, a sample pack. Because, like, I'm not I'm not about to yeah. go spend some fucking 160 on an ounce of some shit that maybe is good. And, and yeah. I didn't even want to spend it. It was more like uh, I spent, like, 50 bucks on a sevens to spoil myself as a treat. Because I'm like, that's what Uber Eats at this point. So, <laughs> 50 bucks on a seven was spoiling yourself. Man, that nah. was. Right. That was a, yeah. I'd be on some volume pricing at this point. So it's like $50 for it. Yo, that's why the New York thing was so hard. The best price I could figure out in New York was 220 USD. So let's call it 275 an ounce is the best price I could find of anything. And they're like, that's yo, this. Jordan's my guy. I know. But, like, you're also in New York. So, like, okay, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes when I'm somewhere else, I'm, I'm in vacation mode a bit. Even if I'm there to grind or whatever, it's like, you know, I don't want to, like, be here and then deny myself all the opportunities because this might be, like, you know, the last time I'm here. Mm, no, I'm like, I need to eat when I get home, bro. <laughs> you have a kid. You have a what? kid. You have a uh, yeah. kid. No, man, that's just big. No, 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 no. I wasn't doing that before. I was cheap. <laughs> mm. No, I'm going to be a lot cheaper this time around. But, like, you know, because I splurged the last time. I was, like, a little bit like, a little bit extra. I was like, you know what? This is going to be the trip where I'm – because everyone gets mad at me for how cheap I am. So I tried once or twice just to, like, what happens if you just say yes? I can spend, see? Just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Like, I went on the Uber Eats at 4 in the morning – and I forgot that the price was USD. Got some delicious ass food. Check the credit card. Uh, <laughs> it was forty, not the thirty. I thought, it was <laughs> but it was so good, bro. Sometimes you get some good ass drunk food, like, and you're you're like done with that shit, and you're like, it was worth it. What have I done? It was. Worth it was worth it. it. <laughs> oh, I mean. Man. Like, it wouldn't be worth it in Montreal, but it's worth it because I had just gone to Manhattan. I had just gotten drunk. On I found out New York drinks is – here's a good, here's another. New York drinks is not like Montreal drinks. You get yeah, a, a double rum and Coke. Don't yeah. get a double rum and Coke. You're not getting what you think a double rum and Coke is. You're you getting mean? 70 to 80% rum, and there's some Coke in there. Oh, fuck yeah. And I didn't okay. know I was getting that. I got – got a little drunk and then wandered around manhattan and then got that delicious food but yeah it's it's cr bro the metros are open all night it's the yeah, best have to, yeah no 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 new york subway is open no no you ain't seen ninja turtles you ain't trying to like come on man 
Yo, when you're also, like gang warfare that goes down there, that is the one spot where I'm not really trying to be. Ski. At. It's not Toronto in 2023. It's New York in 2023. You can just take them oh, subway. You're good. <laughs> low, this is a, this is very low key and uh, a guilty pleasure of mine to watch. You ever seen Tales of Toronto? Shout out to the YouTube channel. I may have. Uh, Tales may of Toronto have. tells some of the most wildest, crazy, like wild, wild west shit that happens in Toronto's involving mostly Toronto rappers and the bids <laughs> and and, and, and they. I never, ever, ever want to get caught in some Toronto block. Forget that shit. No. Here's the thing though, like it's when you go no look way. at all that internet shit, and then you you walk into the hood thinking about all that internet shit. That's the <laughs> mistake. Internet shit, true, but it's still flipping. Like, but it's like shooting like, crowds broad day. Because what happens is, is like because I watched that shit too, right? And what it is is it's like somebody will take a period of like six years yeah, and compile and document everything. And you're getting like six years spread the fuck out, fuck out. In three in the morning shit. And it's like, oh my God, I don't ever want to go there. What's happening in Toronto? It's crazy. And you're like, but but actually, but actually. like you, Not that bad at all. It's super have you sad. seen how big Toronto is? Have you seen yeah. how huge and sprawling that place is? <laughs> no, man. I still, I don't understand how a town, I don't understand how a city five hours away and every Ute has such a vastly different accent than us. It's not the French. No, we have Caribbean. Um, we have Caribbean influence as well. Yo, Just I think it has a lot saying? more to do with the the U.S. borders than not, because um, we got more of like a you know a New York meets French thing going on, and right. they're farther from New York, right? They're more connected. I think Buffalo, like New York City, I mean. Whereas yeah. Buffalo and some other shit and that part of the yeah. thing is more connected to Toronto. So it's different accents just based on the different regions it's, it's that are blending twang. around. I don't, yeah, it's just super funny. But and then I, Drake came and now we all say mans. No, nah, people, yes, but no. It, my dad was saying mans before Drake. Like, I'm not. Yeah, but I mean, we that. as in the general public now go oh, mans. General public. Fam a lot oh, more. I never said fam before Drake. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't was Drake that made me say fam. But Drake popularized. Fam is, the fam is I can see fam being that one. Yeah. And That's then. It. Yeah. I don't know. I like Drake. He's grown on me. Love Drake. Drake's great. Drake's awesome. He's grown on you? Yo, I was one of them white boys back in the day that did not like Drake. Oh, like, he doesn't rap. I love it when white people try to tell us when we don't. Started rap. from oh, the God. bottom, so bad. And then the other day, uh, that's not I'm walking rap. down the street, I'm just like, started from the bottom, not a whole team. You know why? Because the I'm whole happy. team wasn't anywhere for me when I was first listening to Started from the Bottom. So I'm not really. Wait a minute. To this but shit. You're. Wait. You didn't see Drake and be like, brethren? You didn't. I mean, he wasn't announcing it like that. But you know what I mean? I mean. Yeah, that's a win for both of us i'm just like <laughs> i didn't understand it back then because like i wasn't where girls was at and that's something that i learned about the the, the edm drake album people that go where girls was at appreciated that album a lot more than people that are never where girls is at right but what i'm saying is as much as bc boys and hip-hop did that for you know the i Jewish mean i'm not community, i've never really, did that like goku like Drake like, is a Goku of that. <laughs> I feel like that way about Drake as a Canadian more than I feel like him as a Jew. 
Like Word. to me, that's the part. Like, but I've just never really cared that that much like that. Like these are things you don't control per se, right? Like mm. so, I'm more of that like chosen family vibe where like. I respect what Drake has done to legitimize the Canadian music scene, and it's impossible to deny that man any of the accolades to make all of our lives easier. If you're a Canadian hip-hop artist, your life is easier because of Drake. Because of Drake. And if you can't even like acknowledge that, you're probably lacking a self-awareness in the game that is going to make your life harder, and you probably don't have music that girls like. Mm. Those are two things I'm willing to say, generalized. So there's like the 2% of you that are like, yeah, well, girls like, I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, It's just the truth of it. Every time you try to have a conversation, man, it's like, well, there's those seven exceptions. And I'm like, yeah, but those seven people ain't funding a career. Ooh, so who are these people who keep bringing up those seven exceptions? I try not to talk to those people. And they're going to be like, well, no, I'm not talking about him. Forget him. No, we're not. Every talking conversation. About it's like everybody needs to clarify that you're not like explicitly speaking about 100% of all people in every demographic. I'm like, mm. I feel like that should be implied. Yeah. I feel like the base Generally. understanding should be like, we're all unique individuals, but mob mentality a thing and crowds be funding your show. So you got to mm -hmm. pitch to crowds and sell to individuals. And like, if you can't, I guess, separate those ideas, it gets really complicated to have meaningful conversations on topics like marketing and planning and all that shit that people hate to talk about when they make art. Yeah, really hate to talk about that shit. Like, I would make it my whole part and right to just have someone else handle that. I've been trying to get someone else to handle that shit since I started doing this, just so I can make the damn art. Yo, but it's wild because I mean, you like not terrible at it. Obviously, if I don't care about it and I use it, yeah, I'm glad you're flash. feeling better, Mallory. Mallory says she's feeling a little better with this interview. That's lit. Awesome, glad you're feeling better. Um, yeah, but, like with yo, this like, stuff, I didn't with... so laid back. I was so laid back with it, and like it. But like, yo, look at my biggest successes, right? Like, yeah. honestly, the hook of my live show is I start running in place when I perform, lose weight, and it, it fucks people up. Like, it's, it's these little things. You just feel like these little storytelling gimmicks. Honestly, everything I'm doing now comes from comic books and wrestling and everything that is from these worlds and how they market it. Because, A, the WWE, you can clearly see how battle rap is jacking the WWE and they're trending on Twitter every three days. Like, I don't know how much, you, if you've been paying attention, you know battle rap is trending regularly in 2023. If yes, not, I have seen that. And what they're doing is a bunch of WWE-style promos and build-ups and storylines and plots. And, like, yo, if you want to, like, flip that, if people want to talk that industry talk, well, industry is based on entertainment at a broader sense of just, like, you know, music, right? So, like, mm. what we all should be doing is taking our shit less seriously but more seriously at the same time so less seriously in the sense that we embrace our silliness and be more melodramatic like wrestling and embrace the characters that we embody with our music yo i keep it real with my music but this shit's parasocial y'all the person i am off camera is not the person y'all see on camera and that's how it is for pretty much every mc the guy on the stage is not the human off stage everybody's a little bit different we have to be like that it's just how this game works and so 
Yeah, a little bit forgot where I was going. Oh, yeah. So we have to learn to embrace how the character can be silly or whatever. And that doesn't mean shit all about you as a human. So it's like, imagine we're trying to promote the next show and you get a podium in the room. And Willie fucking Scandals walks out with the most dead-ass serious, ready-to-rant about hip-hop shit voice and starts talking about this show that you're going to come to. And he just... There's no, like, indication per se it's a joke. It's just a real-ass Willie Scandals rants at you for a minute at a podium dressed like he's in a presidential campaign or some shit. That shit would be hilarious. Motherfuckers would actually interact with that post. And, like... Then we tie it into a campaign like, you know, like I would play the pickle shit because that would make sense. But like if we can somehow create lore like the Montreal hip hop scene is the MCU and have our respective little comic book series is kind of intertwine into a greater universe, then the city can latch on to the shit. And that's how you build a fucking ecosystem and scene. Just look at honestly comic books and shit because what's the difference? All of our personas that we put out are just the... Uh, the superheroes and supervillains and these different things or they're the wrestlers and the shit so there's all these proven successful marketing formulas out there that we could be emulating and we look at billboard and be like let's copy the fucking journalist and shit i don't know i'm confused sometimes but like no you're right and your idea does work and willie scandals being like that and you approaching it that way right but then there is reason why that doesn't go down is that could go down amongst a group of friends that regularly deal with and entwine and know each other's personalities and so on and so forth but if you're just put it this way if you don't know willie scandals and you just see like two or three of his pros just like off book face comes off a bit of a dick well but if you don't know buppy you have to get it, and especially if it's especially if it's towards uh if it's aimed at or any way surrounding mainstream hip hop versus what he does, we've been oh, toning him down. You want to hear? Yeah. You want to hear, hear? what happened last night at the Tony Yeo show? I do so want to hear what happened exactly. <laughs> so Boopy's there. I've never called him that one time. So yeah, Rich Flex out comes Grant. on. That's my cousin Grant Crevier. That's fam. We're family, so we all so, call so, him Boopy. So Rich Flex comes on, and it's slightly Ooh. pitched up. And I go, yo, Willie, what you think it is? You like this? He's like, yeah, it's pretty good. And Drake was rapping. And I got mm-hmm. Willie Scandals to admit he liked the Drake song. He was one of, I was actually going to get into that. I was going to say, like, Willie looks like the type of dude that says it doesn't like fuck with Drake. And I'm but the then, type of guy that went to Willie's crib and played the Drake album just to make sure he heard it one time. <laughs> but then, okay, I'm the type of guy to have five verses and or freestyles to be like, no, 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 don't listen to that. That's for the girls. You want to hear this. And I have those tracks for him to be like, you listen to that. You will like Drake now. Yo, I'm glad you did that. Honestly, just recently, Lemon Pepper Freestyle is arguably a great fucking bars track. Yes. Where, like, if you like rap, you should like that. Or, like, the one he did with uh, 21 Savage on the EDM track. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I don't see how you could. Uh, it's too trappy. Anyway, we'd be working. We'd be working on the on on uh, some some of the media presences because yo all of us have to like consider. I actually got a lecture from a twenty one year old about leaving her on red for an hour. Yeah, yeah. And did. apparently, well, I for was an pretty, hour. It was for an hour. I was like, hold on, this is an unrealistic expectation in my life. To I accidentally hit the thing, and I couldn't and respond then, to the reel or whatever. Right, right. And she felt it was like negative energy. And like I was, I was sending salt or something, and I was like, "Wow, that's like a 
you know, like I, I didn't know it was it was like that, to be honest, because I'm old and I feel like most of us leave each other on red and we just all kind of got used to the, the we'll answer when we answer version of life. Someone put that we'll answer what we answer thing into motion. And it's not we'll answer where we answer. It's we will answer people that we're more excited to speak to quicker than that. And for you, it kind of goes on a scaled timeline. You know what I mean? If I don't give a shit, I'm giving you a week before I respond to you. But I care about okay, you more but... and more. It's like an hour, two days. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I hear what you're saying with that. And then even then, for real time, I had to be like, and personally, I used to be like, instant response to everything i had to be like nah hold in you gotta work out now you don't need to be answering nobody when you're on an exercise bike sweating that motherfucker Mm -hmm. can wait till you're not sweating yeah (laughs) and like that that's the type of shit where you're like oh shit i didn't know leaving people on red could be a thing but i got so confused at first and then i'm like i guess people yeah i i found out i snubbed somebody at a show recently and that they're not happy with me because i didn't say what's up but i never met them in real life before and i was like i didn't know that was them yeah there's a lot of that um i am not even aware of how many people know that a a a thing or i am who i am so Mm. shout to galio uh produced by galio um met him the other day at the same show, had a full-ass conversation. We followed each other. We talked. The next day, I was like, oh, shit, that's you. He's like, oh, that's you. And that was that. That was calm, and that was cool. That was like a recognizing, oh, man, that's just Green Lantern. I was just hanging out with the Flash. We didn't know who we were, were, because, you know, Justice League type shit. But then I'm also like, I never want to introduce myself, go to people, be like, hi, I'm skin deep. Like, I can't do that. I can't. I just can't. I got used to it. I just got used to this shit, like, I'll be standing. It depends on who I'm with. If I'm by myself, it depends on the mood. But if I have a Showbiz or a Chris Chrome or a Shvelli or one of these guys around, it's almost like a pissing contest to flex on our networking first, which is a weirdly positive thing. But we all trying to like network, like like we we compete, we take notes after like who we met at the event and like our flexing, like yo, I met this guy, yo, I met this person, I got this shit. (laughs) It's Actually, more people should probably do that. You'd probably get more shit more out of More people should definitely want to let do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There are so really... many people that I didn't know their face. Like, you said showbiz. You mentioned showbiz to me, like, many, 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 many times. Until I finally clicked on the IG, and I'm just like, oh, I know this guy. Yeah. Like, just from seeing him at shows. I'm just like, I know you. I've seen you millions of times. We have dapped each other up a couple times, I'm sure. Just from being in the same area, around the same people. Yo, what up? Everyone smoking a slip. Hey, what's up? Double, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I, I met Chovis. I must have. We may not have never had a conversation, or I may not have actually remembered, but like, yeah. Nah. So. I, but yeah, basically, I told him he needs to know who you are, too, because he had the same, I'm not sure who Skin Deep is. But again, he might not know the name Skin Deep because you, your I'm face not running around. I'm not running around. It's also like, I'm Skin Deep. The, the, the Instagram you push is Action Figgy, <clears throat> and your yes. Facebook profile that you're active on is your government. My name. My government. So there's, I'll tell bro, I had no. Even I will not forget the first time like you you emailed me and it said like whatever I had no idea who the fuck you were or anything because it was in this yeah. phase of me being introduced yeah. to the scene online and it's like yo it gets mad confusing to keep track of people who go by oh skinny skinny I'm like who the fuck is skinny this a kill guy sent me stuff <laughs> it's okay that I can't even explain how that happened and it, I'm glad it happened but it just happened in itself for that 
So skin deep was a thing. I worked hard on getting people to actually <laughs> to get people to call me skin deep. I, I'm so, I can't believe that I actually worked. I got people to call me skin deep. So I got an alias. I thought of it, and then people got people to call me by that alias. Many people who I had previously introduced them to as Akil, as my government. So imagine you step out. Hey, this is my government. I want to make beats, but I'm also filming a documentary from John Abbott on hip hop. So I'm going to be following you. And then we're going to hang out and so on. I didn't burn trees at this point. So we're just going to hang out. Cool. <laughs> then dip back and then come back out and be like, people be like, oh, hey, Keel. And you're like, no, no, no. Name's Skin Deep now. I produce under that moniker and I, produ- and I drum under this moniker. Okay, from Skin Deep. Cool. Simultaneously, year 2012, when I was really knocking shit down, people all got just didn't want to call me Skin Deep. And everybody, I think even shouts to 80, maybe he kind of coined it and so did a few others, Rico including. But everyone at one point just started calling me skinny. Mm. I was not skinny. <laughs> Let me reiterate, I was not skinny. <laughs> so here are people calling me skinny and I was kind of heavy. Boy, was that confusing, but it stuck. Stuck to the point that the secondary name is based solely fully on a nickname of my nickname. Honestly. Action Biggie Skinny is based fully on the, the fact that everybody who anybody calls me skinny. And you have to remind people, oh yeah, he produces over skin deep. But like I could just change my name to skinny and it would probably do better. Nah, I think skin deep might be better on some SEO shit. <clears throat> skinny yes. is a hard fucking sell. I had to go from HSR to Holden Stefan Roy because I'm not competing with Hamilton's bus service, bro. It's just not possible. <laughs> It's a fact, though. You can't do it. It just, it can't. It's not even possible. Um, but, like, they can't change your name. So I went with what's on my birth certificate, and there's no copyright in the world that can force me to change my hip hop name now. That's true. Um, <clears throat> but, I was debating yeah. taking this indie out of my Facebook name the other day, but then I'm just like, but then if someone looks for me, they won't know it's me. And I still have that deep down inside. Like, I think man, I'm 38. Should... No, nah, it's good to keep the the brands kind of separate with monikers a little bit, like from like an algorithm point of view. Keeping like skinny and a set. skinny would is to me more like the influencer personality. Like that's he was a podcaster, whereas yeah. like skin because I had to think I have to think about how to brand people when I write their titles and shit. But like so, skin deep is um like the music side, whereas like it it is it is different. Like, and you did keep them separate. And, like, frankly, the audience that's going to follow Skin Deep posting beat reels is probably not the same as the the toy shit. Those are hard. I don't know how to keep my beat producer IG very beat producery. Posting reels or posting, like, getting a fancy video and then putting an audio of a beat that I just made 30 seconds ago behind it is, like, yes, it's marketing. But it's also, like... I did, my phone, I had an S8. It wasn't doing that. <laughs> Without losing half of its battery. I just post it to my story. Do the hands-free. You get to see it. It's there. It's good. I have my logo. Perfect. Boom, boom, boom. All right. We're golden. But then I also have a spot for like my personal stuff. Like, shit I find funny. Whatever. I'm going to post shoes that I buy. I'm going to post not a picture of my kid, but something that I'm doing with her. So on and so forth. And I feel like that that is more accepting in the toy world, where I could literally post toys and then switch up to Care Bears and switch up to something else random, and it's all very accepting. Whereas in the producer world, at uh, one point, you'll have someone that's daily following your stories and checking them, and at some point, they'll just fall off because 
hey, watching a little girl play with her, you know, kitchen set is just too real for them. You know what I'm saying? Or algorithms. Algorithms. Like I'm, I'm like, yeah. Low key, I have to keep posting pickle things now. I know. It's stupid. Don't you want to also stab yourself in the foot for having those things? Nah, I sold 12 units of merch. It's yeah. like, I know it sounds crazy, but you do something for a decade of your life and fucking honestly don't win. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden you get a real ass win. Like one where even your peers got to take their hats off to it, even if they don't like you. Because like, like, you know, like a real ass, like I made money on this off of pickles. That's crazy to me. Like, actual revenue on, you know, like, I mean, you make money on music or whatever, but that's to me not the same thing as an, an idea, like, mm -hmm. off of just the polarity of pickles. And there's so many other things you could have done it with, but I think Pickle Rick made my life easier, and I didn't really make that connection until after Rick, the fact. Yeah, probably made your life quite easy. I haven't gotten there yet with that. And. I refuse to just post shit for it for an algorithm. Like, if someone's gonna tell me if you just post beat stuff, then you know, uh, West Side Gun's gonna all of a sudden like your page. Whatever. Like, cool, yep. maybe, maybe. But chances nah, are I agree happen. with you. But the pickle thing is a little different because what yes. happens is is people hit me in the DMs after and go, "Hold on, I don't really you. understand it. Um, I I just I just think of you when I see pickles." And I'm like, wait a second, you can't even pay normally to get that kind of real estate in a person's fucking attention span. So the fact that this entire group of people are being conditioned to see me at a common food item, holy shit, this is like crazy wins, in my opinion. So I'm really into that shit. But also, like, I walked into a party and they were just talking about the pickle guy. They didn't know I was there. They didn't know when I was walking in. I just overheard this whole conversation about the pickle guy. And I'm like... It's terrible in the sense of, like, if you're trying to take yourself too seriously. Right. But I don't. I'm a 35-year-old that does average. How the fuck am I trying to flex like I'm the best? Like, I, in what conceivable metric am I able to come at it anything other than not taking myself too seriously? Because let's be real. My whole life is ludicrous. <clears throat> All of it. Every Like, it's ludicrous shit. I don't even come from where I... People, some guy looked at me and said, you look like a beat maker. You look like an alchemist type. I'm like, what does that mean? I'm not a beat maker. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. You. <laughs> beat maker? But like, you know me, but like, yeah. I was like, that's what people think. And I'm dead I, ass. That works for you. And I'm glad that that, the, the, I'm very glad that the kind of, the pickle, <laughs> the pickled thing happened for you. And it kind of got you to a point where, you have like a niche now and you know what direction to kind of go into with it. Well, that's just for selling clothes. Honestly, all of that's for the merch line. I didn't know what to do with merch. And I didn't want to release something with my name on it. And I didn't want to release something with my face on it. Because low key, what? I don't want to wear anybody's shit that has their name or face on it at 35. I, I'm, like, I'm not going to wear it. I wear like that cool ass... Uh, Album cover Shabo collabed with Monkey. I'll wear that as a fucking thing because that's a fucking nice ass art piece or like mm -hmm. grimy shit's nice or like a brand I'll wear. Like regulators, they're a brand and they happen to be the rap name, so they're an exception. But like, 
mostly I don't want to wear names like that. It just seems very not fashionable, to be honest with you. So I wanted to create something that people would wear because it represented something. And then I realized that you make a song about pickles and you find out thousands of people have fucking opinions. You're like, it's deeper. Like, it's not, it's not, okay, like, it might come off corny and superficial to people, but, like, dead ass to me, it's like, I don't like the fact that people get mad at me because I don't like pickles. I lived through that for, like, my whole adult life, and I was like, yo, fuck all of you. That was where that song came from. <laughs> I was on stream and they were like seven people telling me I can't make a song about not liking pickle chips. I swear that's what happened. There are like not liking pickle chips. That's because song's called I don't okay. like pickle chips. That's the name of the song, right? And I don't like pickle Yeesh. chips. And okay. uh, then in that I was, you know, I expressed my general dislike for pickles, and then that's all people like took away from it is Holden doesn't like pickles because whatever. <laughs> and then now people are like I don't know it was. But really, to me, it's like, why do we care what other people eat like that on a prep? You know, like on a person, like, does it? Why does it bother you that I don't like pickles? That's the shit that's baffling to me. Is that people get like upset with you if your food preferences don't link up with their stuff? To me, it's deep as shit. But like, I get how it comes off. Control issue, I guess, with it more or less. But like, it's hard to convey that in a song and actually make people give a shit. I'm glad it stopped you from doing them live videos for you being in the shower. Because, boy, after I was about to DM you, like, stop it. Yo, I was that shower there. shit was You want to talk reactions, like, though? You want to talk oh, reactions, of course, though? reactions. I'm sure reactions. But that's, was... like, I, how? I, you want it that bad. And I, no, I'm I just applaud a, but you it, for but it's, it. Like, I applaud I'm you a, for it. I'm okay with it, leather. though. I applaud you for it because you go the distance. Whereas I'm just, like, I... I don't know, man. Like, like I don't know. You know what I'm, I mean? Like, the only reason I wouldn't necessarily pursue shit like a porn career in a serious capacity is the stigma that would come with it. It's not like, like I'm cool with it. I see all that shit as art. Like, to me, it's like, I, I, I know, but, like, ethically, I don't have a problem with that shit. I don't think yeah, see yeah, it as whatever. You know, sometimes, like, because you know what happened? I learned to make videos, and I learned how to produce yeah. content. And that's just another kind of content. But what also happened is I worked with a bunch of people that work at MindGeek and had Data Gang talk with them about the fucking habits of search engines and the search terms and the volume they get on porn habits. And I'm just so fascinated by the whole industry as it is, the legal side. I'm not a fan of the, the bad side of it. But the legal side is truly fascinating. It's literally being a rapper but doing something that sells better. <clears throat> So yeah, like uh, you 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 have the brain capacity to study that much. I I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a content dude, right? Like by day job shit. So it's just kind of like like that's my that's my field is to right, like content exactly. market. I'm I'm in the This is weird. I was weirdly kind of not popular but popular in high school. Where it was a struggle because it was like there was popularity in terms of people knew who I was, but they would still kind of fuck with me. And I, but I see the industry now where it's turned to where with all this content, the the content chase versus how much it's turned into also a popularity contest has immediately turned me off. Well, hold Whereas on. I, Are we not going to act like 
Tupac wasn't naked in a bathtub covered in chains, and that Big Daddy Kane wasn't half near stripping and trying to seduce everybody's girlfriend through half of his hey, career. Th and, this is true, but and that, I like, didn't listen to of, any of them. <clears throat> I'm just saying all oh, of this yeah. shit that people, yo, a lot of a lot of everybody's favorite rapper was in a movie and did some extra shit and was like right. more. They were in the news. They like right. they did, you know, like either whether they were wilding out or whether they were like doing incredible shit. So like it's just kind of always been that. That's what happened when I studied music history. Is since the twenties mm. till today, honestly, ain't shit changed. But how many cameras is out? <clears throat> like, like it really like I know it sounds weird, but like you want to talk about record labels giving drugs to synthesize artists? Go look at the whole sixties Brit wave, and they were feeding them off speed and all that. It's the same bullshit. Like yeah. it's not even new. So it's like wow. I guess. Like, if you want to be a commercial artist, and that's your goal, like, you want to make money off of the art, there are rules to the game, and you either embrace the rules to the game, or you don't. And I don't see a choice around it. It's This isn't like, like, good lord, I spent most of my fucking 10 years of music trying to be the guy to find the fucking new formula around making money in music. And I'm not saying sex is the only option, but, like... Man, it's always been a pissing show fashion contest of a bunch of shit. It's just almost always been this thing that everyone's running from. Commercial art, the shit that sold real well, not the underground. Because what people also forget is that for every rapper from the hood that you saw was the hundred other homies that never made it. But their stories never got put on YouTube. Yes. That's true. So it's like when you really look at music history, it's like we live in the best motherfucking time to be a musician because it costs nothing yeah. <laughs> we can all afford it bro we have studios in our cribs both of us we do it's it's just <clears throat> it's the time it takes and i probably wish we when i had the when i was in my early 20s and 30s and i had the time i wish it was probably more the formula was given more freely mm. 10 years ago, the formula wasn't given so freely. That's facts. And the logarithm didn't fuck you over that bad. You could still catch a good 500, 600 off well, of some shit that was generally good. You know what I think changed, like crazy changed, is cool. when everyone is poor, and you see this with the young people, you're innovative as fuck. Oh my God, yes. And I think we can all afford things now. So we focus on the cost. So... One of the things that happened to me in this interview process, and it's really correlated with a lot of the goofy shit y'all saw me do in 2021 and 2022, like a lot of shit maybe people question is, but I talked to a 17-year-old and I just listened to how he logic through not having money from his parents. Mm. And he was making more music than me. And I had yep. to really process that. This 17-year-old with no funds figured out ways to make more music than me with equipment and i thought back to when i started the podcast and how much money i spent on gear that honestly honestly lapel mics would have covered and cost me like 25 bucks each <clears throat> yeah but you think you need all this shit i think it's called the toolbox paradox or something if y'all want the real fucking googleable shit i'm like nah it's unnecessary so i just put out a, of a year's worth of music without paying an engineer to see what would happen <laughs> And guess what? Pickle chips. <laughs> yeah. All of it. 
all of that. Sh- Actually, yeah. a few of those joints. One of them shits is so like came out of that series. It goes over so well at live. We actually have to go re-record it and like turn it into a proper single because of, like the experience. So, I made ninety songs and got like three bangers out of that shit. Ninety songs and you got three bangers out of well to 90 me ninety though. I don't know if there's okay. more, but like, you know, how, <laughs> like bro, bro, what happened was is I, f- I memorized the pickle chip song and I mm. didn't write that. So I had to transcribe all the lyrics and I only rapped it the one time when I recorded it. So I have no memory of this shit. Now I'm trying to learn some flow. I don't know and shit. It was as awful as trying to memorize. I'm not a good memorizer. Like some people be like, I hear it. Like basics be like, I hear a song five times and i know it by heart and i was like go fuck yourself i have to put hours and hours and hours into memorizing my own fucking music so it was terrible so i didn't bother to memorize any of the freestyle songs except for that one that bonnie's on because bonnie's on it so that's fun but like so that's it i don't know what's good or bad in there i won't ever really bother to memorize them so unless somebody writes out all the lyrics for me i'm never gonna memorize them because right transcribing lyrics is terrible so I actually moved back to writing and stopped the freestyle songs because of that. And I need to have the lyrics so that I can perform the music after. And that that was a whole tangent. But y'all stuck around with it. I'm seeing that view count. Shout out all of you watching. <coughs> but, uh... <laughs> oh, it must be so tiring. Oh, man. I don't uh, know. I will keep my tired and not trade it for your tired. Because you are probably but- tired. The content didn't take know. all day long. Like to shut off, can you? Never. Yeah, I did mushrooms. I did mushrooms and had this whole breakdown in front of like the whole team. But part of it was like my brain just never stops. Like it never stops. Like ever. Yeah. I have to like I, I That's honestly, why I dipped, boy. Oh I'm comfortable. I dipped and I got a career. I said, fuck that. <laughs> I love music. I love music. Don't get me wrong. I love music. I love content. I love people. I love it. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, you niggas ain't buying me a house. And this nah, rap shit ain't. That's facts. But, yo, <laughs> I am weirdly. And when, when I realized I couldn't turn my brain off, bro, when I was lying there 3 o'clock in the morning, I was like, I got to be up making these beats because some other producer is making these beats. And if I don't make these beats, this rapper won't get it. And just different kind of worrisome. Cut it, dead in it. Dead in the water. Honestly, I just am the kind of person where regardless of it, my brain is not going to stop. I could not Bro, have. When it. you first came over, I looked at you. I dead ass. You left my house. And I was like, that boy's going to have a nervous breakdown because his brain, his shit don't turn off. I knew it. I know. <laughs> it's scary. No, that doesn't scare you. I mean, sometimes you have this like, okay, where it affects me is when I realize how few people really be like that in my like personal life. Right. The right. only people that I find like that honestly are artists mm-hmm. at my age group because everyone else that's like that's probably not out there like that unless they're an artist or oh because y'all are what 35 it's shit or get off the pot time that's why yeah well, for most of I y'all it's like, turning of the axis where it's like, like people who be like wildly on that my brain don't turn off thing like it's mad complicated to socialize like bro the hardest part of fucking events is like the the small talk and like oh, not God. being weird about that shit not like yeah yeah well, they, they being holding about it is definitely an adjective these motherfuckers use, and everybody has a different meaning to it, is what I've learned. <laughs> and, uh, nah, I mean, here's the thing though, like, 
that's what comes with the territory. Like, mm-hmm. like end of the day, like, look at uh, Riri. You mm-hmm. either loved it or you hated it, but that was the reactions. I loved it for the record. That was amazing. I don't know how anyone could dislike her Super Bowl performance. Just to be clear, not dislike, <laughs> but be underwhelmed for the hype it got. But that's because it's gonna, it got crazy hype, and anything that got that much hype is not gonna live up to the hype that it received. Um, also, Rihanna never moved that much, anyways. Rihanna's not a good dancer by any <laughs> means. She was never the greatest dancer in the world. She was never queen choreography. Like I seen, I saw her at a glow in the dark tour, and Rihanna moved the same amount, pregnant or not. She moved the exact same amount. But her she didn't presence. Try, she didn't dance like her presence is crazy yeah, though. I was looking at her presence, face really. the whole time. I was like, "Oh shit, that's like, that's something I can't do yet. I don't think I'll ever do it like that. That's beyond what I'll know how to do." Because she's like, like, and then she turned it off at the last second when she thanked everyone. It wasn't until the performance was, and I watched her turn it off and thank everyone sincerely. And I was like, "This Game switch, face. bro. Like, oh my." God, it was incredible skill. Like, everything about her performance to me was God tier. Like, the choreograph, the way she synergized those songs together. No, and the this... cat moves. No, no, no. Why are you licking your face like you took that from cats? Fuck out of here. That wasn't good choreography. That was bad. The whole this thing and then the, the, no, no, okay, no, no. That was. That 2C that was, type shit? Stop it. That was, that was garbage. That was part was garbage. Where she was the one little thing where she got really active. She started doing the cat paws and then she, like, licked herself and did the cleaning. It did look very TikTok y. I know I've seen that on TikTok before, that exact dance move. Yeah, you've, if you've seen Cats the movie, you've seen that move, bro. What do you mean? I've never seen Cats <laughs> hey, the movie. I'm just not, I'm not a musicals person. I'm just not. What I'm saying is it was there before TikTok. Fine. I just know it from TikTok. You know how much shit I know from TikTok? I bump in hotel lobby right now. Your generation. I, I, I only got on this song like a couple of days ago, like maybe a couple of weeks ago, because <clears throat> randomly it came on with the name, and I'm like, oh, that's that TikTok song. And bro, it was enough. I hearted the shit, and like people can get mad all they want, but TikTok has put me onto so much music that I really like, and it works. It just be like that. What I don't like is watching people rap over the random beat snippets and all the really obvious freestyles, like write the shit. If you're gonna do a duet, write the shit. No, the the art of it is to freestyle it. Ah oh, man, I can't watch them. I just can't watch them. Cause I go, bro. I follow like fucking every local rapper. That's all I'm seeing. Is I think people... my point not to follow. Like I try to follow less rappers. That's my like goal no, in life now. I'm trying to follow less. So you know how much of a flex it is when somebody goes to pull up the Insta on my phone and I'm already following them, and they're like, "Oh wow, you already know about me." <laughs> it's an even bigger flex to be like, "Oh snap, let me go follow you right now." It's not. I don't care I'm, like I'm that. T- you don't like, because not you're, to, you're not, not like not to be like yeah. You, you you don't. I'm telling you, I see the look in people's eyes and shit sometimes. Uh, yeah, bro, because it meant that they were so significant that I was oh. already following them. You're from a different era where the social media probably don't hit the same. <clears throat> it hits the same, but it's also like because it comes with weird behavior that because of it, because it's just social media, you can't get mad at or feel away about. So I just do away with most of it and it mm. saves me a lot of trouble. Like, a lot of trouble. Ah, Social media got me paid like crazy in life. (laughs) That's like 
Super the day dope. job shit. Like, so it's yeah, of course, for your day job shit. That is great. I, I mean, it works. It does work. It's a high. I got. This is no like knock. It's just like it's, I mentally my capacity, my brain capacity right so now. You know how this is all supposed to, to work, so right? So much shit other like, than that. Like dead ass. When you're doing yeah. content, right, it isn't a solo sport. Like, do you think we put in out a thousand videos if Chris Chrome wasn't editing and I was handling copy and blah, blah, blah? Like, we had to divide and conquer. And that's the problem exactly. is that, like, it really is a five, six-person team that would get together. And then I'm going to be real. This is where most teams struggle. Somebody's job has to be the decision maker, the actual mm -hmm. owner of the project who has the veto because they're the expert on XYZ or whatever. And yeah. that's where all the projects fail because the second that is a realization, like nobody seems to fully understand project management. Like this isn't like an ego thing. It's like the project manager's job is to make sure all the specialists do what they're supposed to do. So yeah. like the video guy should be focusing on video shit. The graphics yeah. guy on graphics, artists, well, we can pretend there's a world where artists can focus on artists, so they should find hustles that fit into the bigger picture. <laughs> right. So, And then there is got to be the who storyboards the shit. Like, so you got to have some script writers. Like, we never holler at the fucking writers that do YouTube sketches to help us create content. As I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, this is a valid criticism of myself, Holden. But, like, we don't really holler at the people that make the kind of content that we need to make to collaborate with them. And they probably need instrumentals for their shits. And there's plenty of trades that could happen in life that we don't exploit because we're too busy hanging out with rappers all the time. Okay, let me ask you something. When you're thinking about content this much as much as content, where do you get time to think about the rest of life? All the time. I mean, my brain don't really stop, so I read books and shit. No, and no, no, I, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about books. I'm talking about like, okay, here's my plan. I want to be living here, here. I want to be doing oh, this. Like, is so, this all surrounded by content? No. The, the content's a manifestation of the bigger plan. So it's going to sound crazy. Do you remember Ty Lopez? Yes. So I watched Ty Lopez's podcast on H3H3. And okay. Ty Lopez just said everything that you would pay him to say. Because that's okay. how it works. You, never, you, you always give all the content you gate away for free. People will still pay you for it. It's fine. So I watched this thing and he really went over like manifesting your thing, 10 year plans, working backwards. And this is right around when I started behind that suit, right around that era of my life. So I say in 2016 and I realized I was too old to sell tickets, which is a reality that is different. I can't like I can't sell tickets alone. I have to sell tickets with either somebody. That's why it's going to be Holden and somebody for a minute. Because as a team, we can sell more. It's a fact. Solo people past 27, 28, good fucking luck. So I'm not like thinking about where I want my life to be at like 40, and I know what I want to be at 40. So part of that has me writing books. Actually, is my main focus, and like oh. I'm writing history books on Montreal hip hop. So what oh. am I doing now? I'm out in the streets meeting people. I'm capturing this shit. So I'm trying to put together the pieces I need now so that in, when I'm 40, I'm not miserable trying to, you know, figure it out then. <clears throat> and then in the meantime, it's just like, but we're talking like a plan that I've been marinating on since 2016. So 
it's like we're at a point where content ideas are kind of coming out but i'm always thinking about who i want to be the best version of myself how to improve like i will replay my day and be like okay this was my social faux pas i said this dumb shit i probably made this op over here like i low-key i low-key accidentally maybe dissed space mandela while freestyling and i don't know if he's mad at me or not so i'm gonna find that out in the future but i was on stage and i thought about what i said after and so i had to chastise myself like yo so it's always this constant flow of like trying to achieve this state of when i'm 45 years old what is my life going to be and it's pretty grandiose because if you only achieve 10% of grandiose, you're balling. So dream as big as you fucking want. Have the craziest ideas. And yeah, it's just honestly, it makes me, I don't care about a lot of things is what happens. So like I don't care about things that are outside of my scope a lot. And I have to really focus on remembering that what's important to other people is really important like this interview series is the greatest shit i ever did because it just forced me to learn how to care about things i don't necessarily care about like what like toys (laughs) but now i can care about toys by by watching your passion and your interest and you telling me about it and all that other shit because i mean it's a fucking interview i kind of have to listen or i'm being bad at that Right. I started, you know, you start developing more of an interest in things outside of your scope and, and things like that. But, man, I could nonstop think about the next 10 years of my life. I could talk but about like, it incessantly. I mean, my, this, multiple angles. This stuff, as you said, you got to teach yourself to care about toys. This is not like. So put it this way. I can break it down like this. I, I see. About- your 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 plan, and I see how you use social media and content as a part of your plan, as a means to get to it. And I understand that why you saying that because we are probably having the same plan. I am probably a little bit years more advanced in the terms of planning. Whereas your plan's going I, a little more right wing, mine's going a little more left wing. Not even right wing or left wing. Don't put me in that category. <laughs> Um, it's more or less, I didn't have social media as a fallback or as so much as a tool because I know that I'm not popular like that. Okay. Sorry. I am popular like that. I don't like playing the game like that. I stay Um, away from playing. Honestly, it wasn't even like I care. Like people might think I like it, but like, I just love playing the game. Stop it. You love this content shit, boy. You love no. it. You love it. You you live. You thrive in this shit. Well, I mean, you probably thrive at IT, right? And you probably low key love it. No, I do it to make money, boy. I don't love shit. <laughs> it's funny. I love very very few things. So very few. Look, things. I, I went to work, and I didn't know how to. When I started my job at the software company, I didn't yeah. know how to reset the router to reset mega upload back in the day. I didn't know how to do that conceptually. Yeah. So I'd, I started learning technology and all this other shit at work because I was doing customer service for years. Then I started rapping, right? And then all of a sudden um, I became a trainer and I found out that there's parallels in life and you should always exploit parallels because when you're standing in front of a room for 40 hours a day, teaching you're spitting you gotta have the same level of tonality control all of it like you might not think it's it's not rapping but it's the performing side 
So low key, I'm a good performer because I was a corporate trainer. You guys make people hyped about fucking windows, bro. You gotta explain antiviruses and shit to people. Okay, like yeah. rap is easy. Rap, like people are they're at the show, they wanna be there. Nobody wants to learn about antiviruses ever, even when they're getting paid. So you go through some shit like that and then they, they taught me about webinars and, and doing tutorial videos and shit. And I'm like, wait, this is also remarkably similar to rapping, going, Hey everyone. Welcome to Soda PDF's How to Tuesday. That shit's rapping. It's just not rapping. And so you do these voiceover shits where you have to adopt voices, maintain rhythms, frequencies, notes, all of it. It's not rapping, but it's so similar that like you're like, wow, so by doing content, I get good. Then I started writing blogs and shit. Now I'm, I literally have more than 10,000 hours of practice writing professionally. Not like whatever. People can say what the fuck they want, but I'm a professional writer because I get paid to write. That's basically the main thing I'm good at is I write well and I can organize information super succinctly for reports and shit. So all of that got me into this content world because content's just a modern manifestation of communications and shit. So it's like an evolution of just my corporate career, right? Like you go from teaching and then you realize that the best vessel for teaching is to leverage content because otherwise nobody gives a fuck so you start realizing oh if i talk to you about something you don't care but if i make youtube videos about it you care if i make a short you'll listen to me why these people are like hollering at me about these reels i'm posting but if i were to literally try to talk to you about it you would not care Mm. so it's like i give a fuck about being heard on some probable low self-esteem bullshit you know, like from as a kid, whatever, whatever. And, and I hear you. Um, literally, everyone tells me I'm super smart to a point where, like, I try not to even talk about it because it's awkward. And I have a plethora of fucking ideas. So what am I going to do with it? If God gave me these gifts, I should be doing everything in my power to leverage the tools at my disposal to spread the message that I believe should be spread, which is honestly take ourselves a little less seriously let's get that bread <laughs> like at the end of the day and shit i mean that's a simplification and it got a little pompous there but like yo it's i mean yo it's weird though people sometimes say a lot of weird shit to you and you have to sit there in these positions and remind yourself you're not you ain't shit like i have to go tell myself i ain't shit every day because otherwise people are going to big up my ego too much and it's fucking weird that's you. <laughs> I don't have that problem. That's for sure. Uh, that's fine. I don't need to necessarily, but I mean, it, it happens, and I believe that to that's, certain folks. Bro, sometimes people like really praise you a lot, and it's weird, and it's hard to not let it get to your head after a while. Like, <laughs> and it's not—it's not a good look because I'm not cool like that. Like. You have to remember, in the world of cool, Jay-Z's in that conversation. So you have to compare yourself to Jay-Z, in a sense, in the bigger scheme to understand your... Yo, I'm on some... I could go on for a minute, but, like, I'm on some... History will never remember me, regardless of what I do, is the place I'm at in life. And it's a fucking daunting realization to know that all I'm doing is contributing to a bigger wave and momentum. Damn, that's dark. So, yeah, this is... Them type the of thoughts. <laughs> oh, <fucking> yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, I know. I totally I understand why people come at me the way they do, or I get it. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I agree, but I'm just happy that I don't have to deal the way you have to. But I gotta write shit, sense. right? Like the whole point of all of what I do is to find some something to say because I'm a fucking writer and I gotta use my voice. You can use sounds and shit. I gotta like have ideas and words in a literal capacity and like. I've written over 200 songs. So I got to be like thinking about shit or what? I'm going to rewrite the same song a hundred times. I mean, if we're talking about love, sure, you're allowed. But otherwise, I have a lot of trouble with that. I try to, I mean, this is why I'm never going to be famous, famous too, right? I could go on some weird Aesop Rock flicks. That's where I'm going now. That's the new target is Aesop Rock because he can make whatever the fuck he wants and get paid. And that's all I really want to do. I used to True. want to be yeah. more famous. No, I don't. Aesop That's Rock could, uh, could, could, you know, could he could go. I was never really a big f- Atmosphere fan. I mean, sorry, I'm never a big Aesop Rock fan, but I did like few of his songs. He's not like, the biggest fan. Everything since 2016 is really good. Prior to 2016, I totally feel you. Hmm. Highly worth reconsidering his career since he learned to be more marketable, I guess. Because at a certain point, you get to a certain age and you realize, I think, like, yo, I used to try to do tricky shit. Like, I took the 48 Laws of Power and schemed it into a verse in order. What? Nobody cares. I think it's hard. Like, if you're trying to some rap reflect shit, like, all the, all the rap geeks should like that, you know, but nobody fucking cared at all. So I was like, okay. Why am I trying to do all this impress? I, I wrote a song called Jargon Nonsense in the style of Big LZ Bonnick and fucking criticized corporate America's SAS model. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I care. It's art. What's the point of art but to express ideas? Like, I'm not trying to be a rapper rapper. Like, you may not love the concept I have for the song. I'm like, nice seven-minute beat you gave me. But in my head, I just visualize the story. Oh, yeah, movie. I want to listen. Legit, I want to kill you. I was like, this nigga took this seven-minute beat I made, and he did what? What the fuck? It's amazing. It's so and fucking great. syllables are nuts. I was like, it's proper. I'm telling you. I'm like, hold, and I gave you the beat, and you literally are skipping the fuck over it. Yo, it's no, but it's like a whole like, bro. I even slowed it down and put pauses and put a whole bunch of effort into like, you know, actually make it a marketable flow and shit. Like, I know, I know, it's a big ass compromise on my end. But trust, bro. I'm telling you, I'm seeing something with this, like, and then there's a story to it, which we could turn into a hella fucking fire music video and shit. I'm picturing the live performance and all of these elements put together. Yo, I'm telling you, that's gonna be like a set one day. I just dropped that seven minutes, bam. That's the set. Fuck out of here. You're only giving me 10 minutes. You're just getting this. Whole I mean, song. That'd be, that'd be awesome and awesome. hilarious, but... No, I also want to put people on it, so it's not just me. I want to have a girl singer, and it's going <laughs> to slay that shit. And, Please make sure uh, she can sing. I will approve that. That's I'm, fine. I'm one of those producers that no, will that'd... be like, listen, if this bitch is ass... <laughs> That's nah, fine. Man, I know. <laughs> That's fine. Totally fine. And then I hollered at Basics, and Basics loved the concept, and is down to jump on it and hit play a part to like move the story along. That's about to do. All right. Yep. I'll yeah. let you. I'll let you rock opera my shit. It's <laughs> <better>. <laughs> you gave me a seven minute beat that evolved. I was like, bro, I waited a long time to get one of these. 
my god, hanging around. I was on my folder chilling within a movie. Yo, dead ass. I'm so proud. It's like, I'm not even gonna lie. It's my like Jesus of Suburbia song. What have I done? <laughs> oh God, it's literally about the existential dread of trying to deal with the lack of specialness and shit that mm. really comes with like adulting when you realize we are basically and effectively lied to not oh. fucking oh. stop <laughs> telling you it's so good bro i'm telling i know i know i know but i'm, I'm telling you <laughs> this shit this shit is gonna connect and that's what's probably important. will, and that's when I'm going to be like, "Fucking Holden." <laughs> Look, man, I, I know because I'm, 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 I'm taking my time on this shit, dude. Like, you gotta, I'm gonna rewrite the fuck out of things if I have to. There's gonna be no corny shit. Everything is gonna get reworked because this be too good. Super <laughs> funny. That's funny. I mean, in that's my head, I'm like, I'm like, there's no way Skinny's gonna like this. <laughs> You may or may not, but it's not like I'm going to tell you, like, take it down, make it disappear. It's nah, I mean, Sky, I'm going to pay That's Sky to mix name. this shit. We're going to get it done, like, nice, nice. And let's tell Sky to not fuck around with your beat because Sky, like, to Lance do can't be on it. That's my only thing. Lance can't what? Be on it. <laughs> Just Lance can't be on it. J Star can't be on my track. That's fine. Well, I don't, don't think he But we know J Star is on my track. And I love J Star. To be fair, J Star Regard a... is pretty fucking solid lately. Like, Oh, yeah, I know, but because I'd be a like, 10 year waiting gap for my shit. Anyway, we that's have a 10 between year you and him. Uh, he's my man's right now. We be doing moves together. I got nothing I but know. love for him. So I, I love, just, dude. He's cool. He's cool. He's cool. He's just for the skinny bees. He's got a 10 year waiting gap, and he knows why. That's fine. I, I, he knows why. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's not my business, is all I'm going to say, actually. That's, you know, that's what I'm trying to it's say. Exactly. He's the only rapper that threatened to punch <sighs> me in my face and, and recorded in my basement. That's one fact, and I will say that about JS No Regard. This guy recorded in my basement, used up my heating, and then turned around and threatened to punch me in the face over some dumbin', 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 dumbin' shit. All I can me, say is I'm working. You don't with get to touch growing, these beats for the next ten years. And growing I JS, and I'm uh, and whether or not he wants to or not, that's all between y'all. And I'm just gonna. No, I'm just you know. playing with him. I'm just playing with him. You know, I play with people, and I'm just playing with him. Nah, but Still can't is... my beat, yeah, he's good. He's been riding with you guys for a minute. Like, you I guys mean, he's the reason well. I'm opening for Paul Wall. So, like, say what there you, you will, but like, I I guess at a certain point in life, you have to just measure the blessings of the people, like the people who do things for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't always get along with people. In I'm like, oh my gosh, JS and I have had some moments, but the value of the situation is great if we're being pragmatic. And I think at the end of the day, if you want the bag, all the ego shit got to die. So I had to, I mean, I saw what could happen if I piss off some people and I, and I make some poor choices with my words and I have a flagrant disregard for other people. It's a bad look and it makes my life harder. So I'm just trying to dead my ego. Anything that could like get in the way of bread right now, seems like a terrible fucking idea to pursue. And that could get in a dangerous situation because ego can yes, can ego can kill bread too, but don't kill your integrity for the bad. Nah, but I'm not saying like that. I'm saying like I have vision, right? Like mm-hmm. I mean, arguably, I'm stubbornly still pursuing interviews and shit. Like I have the vision for my big plan, but 
in the little sense, it's like we can throw shows and have a bunch of little petty shits going on and we can throw shows and keep it about business and make sure that we're thinking about what is going to have the best return on investment. Well, we'll get the most people in the room. How do we scale up? How do we reduce costs? Like if you're not having those conversations, are you really creating a business together or is it just homies hanging out and doing shit? And like, I'm 35, my G. Like, I don't have a kid, but that means I should be treating everything I do here like it's my kid because y'all can still, with the energy, you have all this extra energy. What do you, like, that's, like, I mean, come on. If I had a kid, I couldn't do what you're doing. Like, I'd be more like you. That's what I'm trying to say. I'd be a lot more at home. I'd be, I wouldn't be able to be out four nights a week. You could still be out four nights a week. You'd just be a shitty parent. But I couldn't because, like, I wouldn't You could because there's people who grind and still do it and they they make it work. And I don't really see it. I mean, I suppose, but at 35, it's a hard sell to be at bars trying to hustle pickle shirts that you're barely moving. If that's you your know. only means of getting some, and only means of income, and you are still no, have but that that's baby, the thing is in this era, that. like, come on, we both know that I could probably find other incomes at a computer at this point. Yeah, if we're talking about yeah. some real shit, like you don't need to leave your crib anymore. But will it hurt your soul? Because then at that point, if it's not healthy, well, I mean, if we're talking way. about the situation where I literally need to be out missing my kid's life to get bread, then I don't think it matters as much. Well, okay, so then there's a lot of that, too, because people put in, like, you're out and you're missing your kid's life. Listen, your kid sleeps a lot in those first years, <laughs> so you're not missing much. Your kid sleeps a hell of a lot, more than you know, so you actually can get quite a bit done in those first three years. Not only that, the grind is especially more crucial when you have that kid, so no matter what, you'll find some way to make bread, whether it's not. But what's first and foremost, if your soul is hurting, doing what you're doing for that bread to even put food on their tape on their plate mm. if your soul's hurting you can't raise them with the love that you want so you might as well be doing something you love because you got to take that love and turn it back and give it to your kid i suppose it is worth adding the caveat that i am a person that can go on a freelance site and get paid to write words so in my case it's a really fucking hard sell to convince people i should go to bars to act. like like i'm building shit for the future I'm built shit so that when I throw events, people come with this, like, in 2025, I will finally get that grant money and be profitable. So it's long plays, right? But, like, in short term, come on, I have to, like, actually figure out money because, honestly, all it is is losing money. (laughs) I don't know about your side of it. I don't think your whole podcast empire, I don't know if it's profitable, if it makes crazy money, but my shit ain't making money like that. Uh okay i gets money so that everything i do i don't have to it doesn't need to be make money so i don't put as much into what we do we just do for the art and may should it have hurt us it probably has hurt us uh does it get us to more people probably not but at the end of the day we're happy chops very much wants to empire this shit and i'm very much part of it to empire with him and I guide him and be there with him. But end of the day, as I tell many people, like I may be podcast poppy now, but give me three, four years. Listen, the podcast poppy thing was came about out of me trying to keep my name out there while production wasn't going or while I was waiting on a project to drop. I'm a Gemini by nature. We don't like people. I don't want to talk every week, especially on a schedule. Are you kidding me? And then I have a kid. 
and then if more come, boy, like I'm I'm asking to get out, which is probably why you see me putting my foot back in so much. It's because I needed that break. And I need to get my face on a camera. But now that I have the balance of what's in the box with skinny and I do the toy stuff where yeah, you got we're gonna we still gotta touch on Fairmont and all the other things. You've been killing me with this content talk. We even talk about you know, crazy the meat and gritty of more rappers being into you for your toys and what you do there, and then cycling that back into hey, I also uh, Faramanch cares about your toys. Faramanch, <laughs> Faramanch, DB Ozzy Beats, Talib Kweli. Uh, shoot, there is for a little. I got a glimpse from Conway, but then I gotta pretend like I didn't see that because I didn't want to say anything. Benny got thrown some stuff out there. There is um, a few, a few rappers mess with this toy ish. That's you know, a few wild. producers. A lot more producers, DB Ozzy Beats, Eloquent, uh, Husk Kingpin. A lot of people are looking and messing with on the toy tip, and they don't even know I do the music. It's the also no, that's the part of my chameleonism. Is like, yeah, I do this stuff that you're attracted to, but I also do this. So we are kind of kindred minds and spirits in that sense. And that's you probably that's, feel that's, some hip hop in your artwork. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's there in the reels, it's there in the background. Hip hop and Marvel are like. You know, peanut butter and jam. So, and they do those hip hop covers, and that kind of covers it too. So it's kind of like most kid. It's weird, but most urban kids who came up, especially if you black, you came up and you you kind of leaned more towards Marvel because just DC just seemed a little too cookie cutter. Too eh. no one was really feeling Batman and Superman, where you had like, oh, these guys are freaks, and they got this beautiful woman, and she has like white long hair, and she cro- controls weather, like that storm, like that who. I mean, that's a beautiful queen. And you're looking at that versus DC shit, and you're like, ah, I'm going to lean over this way. So most of us, you came up with that nerd and that marvelism, and then you just kind of lean towards So basically, too, Wonder kinda... Woman versus Storm goes to Storm. No, nah, because some dudes are still going to like Wonder Woman if you came up on the old 70s show, but in terms of just what you identify with, yeah, you're going to go for Storm. You're going to go for someone. Not nah, facts, more, but you know? even without the, the female element, um, yeah. I grew up with the 90s cartoons. I mean, Marvel smoked DC. There you go. Next. There you go. Done. I don't remember fuck all from DC back then, but all the Marvel joints is shit you remember and talk about to this day with people. That's it. That's kind of, you know, the Spider-Man, the, the X-Men cartoon, Iron Man, Fantastic Four, all that joint. That's what kind of... Oh, my God. Fantastic yeah. Four. I forgot it, but that's hard. So, so yeah, um, this... This kind of pod thing, I love it, and I might be doing it for a little bit longer, but I don't see myself, you know, because you got to take a break, especially when you do a weekly show. You got to, yeah, I just took off like eight months, right? (laughs) And like, I we do, I think we took a a break for between Christmas and then we came back for 73. And 73 is probably my favorite episode because it's so fresh and genuinely funny versus trying to find a conversation and like. You gotta remember, so I'll do Geek Tastic every Wednesday. I do Geek Tastic Cypher every Wednesday. Infinity Equation, which is a toy podcast that's not even in my So we have Franklin Armstrong slash Free X Agents is the pod group. Which right. Chop Vision, uh Detour, Warning Wolves, Geek Tastic Cypher, that's all in that camp. And then I'm also in Infinity Equation, which is an American based toy show with all these American toy collectors and they do their joint every Friday. These are like 40 year old guys and this is their only pop. Yeah, that's actually like a big flex because in a sense you're getting out the city without getting out the city. Dude, I was recruited. The man's like, Hey, you want to join this pod? I'm like, 
you, you're based in Delaware and so on and so forth. And this is not even about like he works for NBC and we're looking to possibly get syndicated on NBC television out there based off of what the content we're doing with that. I'm not trying. It just happens. But that would be cool. But I don't want to do that forever. So it's really just like I really just want to make beats, give it to people, have people like wrap over my stuff, maybe not catch a Grammy. A Juno would be cool. Hell, if I could perform at Jazz Fest, I'd be happy with that. And I just want to play with my toys, buy a house, and smoke weed in it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Raise my kids, chill out. That's that's what I want to do. I, I I was into the graphic fame. I was into the, you know, wanting a Grammy and all that stuff. And then at the end of the day, I'm just like, yo, like, polar ice caps really be melting real fast. And shit's going down. Not on my age, not in my era, but Maybe a couple errors after that. Like your your kid might be going through some hard times. Is the real truth of it? I got twenty years left working. Really, what I do for a job is not backbreaking, but it's you know it's a little bit tiring. I'm cool. I'm not broski. Cool like I I worked in an office since I'm twenty. Like all I think about is how the fuck can I make traveling my form of income? So mm. I'm not. So, yeah, that's. It's about utility, right? I have an idea. Yeah. I want to travel and get paid. How do people actually do this? So now I have to do food reviews. It only makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, do I want to make food reviews? I don't know. I haven't tried it, really. I did. Right. It sounds not terrible, but it sounds like a lot more tax write-offs than not making food reviews, and I still got to eat when I travel. Right. So it's like that's how all content works now for me. That's how my whole life thing. Honestly, people around me do not like me sometimes because I will do that with everything. Yeah, just <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. I don't know. My grind right now is like my whole perspective is that the years I have left is just to maximize my time so I can just raise my family, make sure they're happy. And in terms of everyday work, I could stick it out and grind at this job for 20 years. And also grind at this extracurricular activity, hoping it catches for 15 to 10. Or, you know, I could just continue to do the grind thing, it'd be all right. <laughs> and I, I think I'm probably going to continue to do the grind thing, it'd be all right. That's more or less like, it, in terms of time and weight, the, 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 the everyday nine to five, Seems to be kind of working out for me. It's not like I kind of gave up, but it's also like, ah, music yeah, industry ain't gonna, you know what no, I mean? No, no, but here's the thing. I did, I like, between 2016 and let's say the end of COVID, I wasn't really performing a lot because there was no money in it, and I made more money going to work. And to be honest, I don't think I'd be able to do some of the stuff I'm doing now if I hadn't spent years and years and years not doing shit, right? And it's just kind of what happens when you elevate, so... I mean, your wedding budget's pretty high, so the fact that you can afford that shows that if you're at this place in life and you stack, then you're in a place in life where you can do things other people have done, where you can put up 20K into a move. The next crypto thing that pops up, you have that bread now because, you you know, like these are the things that happen when you, you elevate. So I would never put the passion down because, like, yo, all you need to do is take better vacations. My costume... You know, like, not so much put the passion down, but like just do it while also doing the other thing. Yeah, you have more fun with it when you're not depending on the passion to get you out, and when you're not looking at it as an escape. 
but if you look at it all like skill acquisition, right? Like the difference between writing a knowledge-based article and writing a blog article about a Montreal hip-hop project is virtually nothing. It's the same skill, different. You just focus somewhere that's interesting. And then if you can find ways to... That's what everyone's pretending they want to do in life. You, you figure out your skills and then how do you take your interest and monetize that shit, you know? Like, that's where when you go to work, you develop skills. Like, my skill set that came from working in an office environment where I was forced to do data analytics and all this shit that I didn't care about and you would never learn as an artist. Because of work, I learned a whole bunch of shit and it's so useful as an artist. So it's like, nah, I encourage everyone to go get promoted. I don't mean go to work. Go get promoted. Go move the fuck up. Go see what people who are worth half a million dollars a year live like. Because when you watch them move every day, you get to understand what money moves. Like, people talk a lot of shit, but, like, you can tell a lot about a person by how they feel about an RRSP. Because <laughs> if you think an RRSP is the be-all, end-all of a retirement fund, then you have never met millionaires. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, then it's all, yeah, I hear that. And a lot of millionaires come from places like us. They're just more ruthless. Like, they're not afraid. They will crush anybody, any foul thing. I know, but you also got to think about what they did to get that million. I do. That's why, like, I don't think I'll ever... I think I'll be, like, one of them dudes that can turn 100,000 into a million by my 40s. <laughs> I mean, in a morally sound way, I hope. Nah, yeah, but like to that end, it'd be like the company makes this money, and I'm I'm making my little fifty k a year, and I just spend that much money a year. That sounds yeah. fun, though, right? That sounds really fun. Well, if it's your cup of tea. I mean, I, it's all on people. I gotta pay video editors. I gotta, I think I gotta pay for clothing. Apparently, that's fucking super important. So, like, there's all these costs that come up, and then as you move up in life, your costs and all these different elements go up. Like, I can't afford to buy thirty dollars shoes anymore. I mean, I could literally afford it, but I don't think I should. I don't think I should ever walk out the house with some garbage-looking shoes no more. Why? Because I chose to be in hip hop, and it mm -hmm. matters that much to all the people in the community I'm a part of. Does it? Does it really? It does. Really. It's a key fundamental element. If you were to really talk to people from like the, like you want to talk that origin of hip hop talk and you go bring it back to Brooklyn and New York and all that shit. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, fashion would be an unofficial element of hip hop that would be considered with equalness to the bars and, it is as important to have your own stylistic uniform as part of the representation of your brand as everything else if you're talking about the actual purest hip-hop you could talk <clears throat> on some real shit. That's why clothes are referenced the entire time. Because when you don't have the ability to acquire wealth on some real shit, though, like to make it real, real, when you don't have the ability to um, acquire wealth, all you have is the ability to flex your fashion and style. It becomes the manifestation of your wealth. Well, you don't have to tell me that. I mean, yeah, we've been trying to tell you guys that. And then you guys are like, why do you have such big chains? <laughs> so on, breaking it I down. I gotta respond to this Rico Blocks says, that's a wild take. Where what the fuck you want? The person makes the clothes fly, not the other way around. He might be right. Maybe, sort of. Right. 
with some, to some degree. Xi'an is a wonderful fucking site. It's not necessarily about spending money. It's about dressing for the room. So what I realized is the room I need to get into, the average cost of the fit went up. Because what you want to do is get invited to the after party because you look like you belong in the room. And that's actually on that networking tip really part of the game so if you go to a fancy occasion and you don't look like you could be standing next to the ceo you're not smoking a joint with the ceo and you kind of want to smoke the joint with the ceo mm. i mean i'm simplifying it okay y'all can attack it we're a few hours deep now so whatever y'all can attack the specifics but the reality is like eminem been wearing sweats and hoodies before and after success fine but the quality of his hoodies went way the fuck up and i told about eminem and he was wearing like Jordan. He's yeah. I hear what you're saying in verse of what. Yeah. I yeah. I, people try to pull that too, but like all of my favorite indie rappers are wearing name brand fucking skater shit. So what are you saying? Like they're all wearing expensive shit. Everybody no, no, that's no. It is, it's because it comes with eventually when you have the yeah. I mean, I know it's all free and or they get the money or however they get it, but I honestly believe that the more I dress like a rapper when I'm not rapping, ironically, because I wear the suit when I rap, but the more I dress like a rapper, the more regular people come hit me. Like, I get asked if I'm performing at shit all the time I'm not performing at now. So, like, I'm communicating to the audience. Bro, I'm copying. I saw this pair of Balenciaga and Adidas's. I want them, and I'm going to cop these Balenciagas one day. The high fashion, I don't go to. I'll, you'll see me in a few. Bro, I saw the shoe. Air Jordan, it's, but, and it's not even that much. It's 350 It's like, whatever. I'd spend. That's a lot. That's a lot. For shoes, bro. That's a lot. I hear you, but then it's like, so what happened was, is I listened to a fucking your podcast right after I was talking to Poison Pen about shoes and them. So it's all like, got me onto the shoe shit so i just kind of got into shoes more and now it's like if i want that shoe and i can picture myself wearing that shoe it might take me five years but i'm gonna buy that shoe one day 350 dollars on a one pair of shoes yeah but you could flip that shit used and it'll probably make more in five years that's what i also learned about the shoe market yeah but then then you can't wear them that often I mean, and then you have a $350 shoe that you eventually want to flip. So, well, so you can only wear that twice. So then it's like I was talking to Showbiz, and Showbiz was like, there's certain rooms that you want to have that pair of shoes in. Because everybody's yes. shoe in that room is going to be five bills or more, and you don't want to be. And they're going to know that your shoe. I know it's weird, but now that I learned that there's entire codes and people that operate on these rule sets, I will adhere to it. So you know, people can judge me all they want. I'm a marketer. This is how you perceive the fucking world when you're in marketing. You look at, okay, so if I'm in a room full of people that are looking fly as fuck, maybe I should have a $500 pair of Jordans or something for that one or two times I need to be in that one or two rooms. What you should have is the $20 pair of shoes, and if you're going to show out, have yourself the $5,000 watch. I can't afford that yet, so I'm going into a scale of what I can. You could afford. afford it if you save all the way up and just go right to the five thousand. I mean, I'm not copying fucking no five hundred dollars shoes no. every time. I've never even bought that. I bought this one pair at two fifty because I, I felt like it was the perfect pair of shoes, and I needed it. And so two fifty, I felt I could justify. I, what I'm saying is, ultimately, it'll save you because no one's gonna watch nothing if you were walking a five thousand dollar, albeit used or whatever. It's still a Rolex over a 500 or 200 or 300 dollar pair of shoes 
The value on Rolex is go we'll up. Get to the and Rolex. No one's gonna next. disrespect you for a Rolex. If anything, I mean, they're gonna look up to you. And be like, he's got a Rolex. Yo, but I'm gonna get. Okay, let's go one step further. I'm not trying to get robbed for my Rolex. No one's gonna rob you for your Rolex. You're less likely to be robbed for your Rolex than you are for your five hundred dollar pair of shoes. I don't know if that's true or not because I really yes, don't. Yes, because people know see you with the Rolex and people like okay, he knows investments. He's not gonna just be out here with that watch unless it's. And then with the shoes, it's like, you went and bought these shoes. He's either a hype beast or he's a goofball or he's flipping these. So he probably has more of these came from. It's a different. You'll be more likely to be. I just think you'll more likely to be robbed for your mm -hmm. shoes versus a Rolex. That, you I'll take your word for it. I don't really know, bro. I'll be navigating this life, hoping that this shit doesn't happen and just being prepared that at some point I make a punch in the face. But, but I'm also, it's also, it's also where you're at in mentally and like, you know. I mean, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to cop like a $500 pair. I said three, the pair I saw was 350 and I was like, I bought it. 250 oh, what the, what's the difference? Like, you, like, what, what? A new pair of shoes is 160 and you can get a pair of shoes as cheap as 50 So if you're going to spend 160 what's the fucking difference? To me, that's how I had to justify it. You know, spending 160 on a pair of shoes, to me, bro, to get to that point in life took me years. You can ask anybody that knows me how cheap I'm. I'm talking Walmart shits. I'm talking $30. I'm talking the ghetto. Like, I won't say ghetto, but, like, bro, if that shit cost more than $40, I was out, okay, for, like, until I'm in my 30s and shit. So then all of a sudden... I embraced the styles shit, okay? Like, you commented you on my fit. You ain't never been fly. Never. Damn. Nabby. Never been fly like that. Not that, one time. That That's half the reason I right. went to the suit, because you don't have to try that hard. You just wear a suit. Suits, easy, yeah. easy peasy, lemon squeezy, right? You know what? No real need. You can wear the same yeah. suit. Because that, I'm just like, <laughs> well, if you've been fly as a kid, then you just... No, I was not, bro. Just... My... You keep wanna, a pair of Nikes. I don't want to put my parents on blast, but we're talking some real sweatpants vibes and shit. Like, not the cool okay. kind. I just no, no. no, my, my mom's likes Crocs way too much for the, you know, like before it was cool and shit. Like, I'm just saying we never came from, we came from the comfort vibes, bro. It's all about the comfort vibes. That is crazy. That is super funny and crazy. That's and cool. what's crazy is though, and as much as people can judge me for it, since I up my flyness, we'll call it, and I put more effort into my fit, and I, that is one of the biggest catalyst of my career changing more than all of the other shit because people notice it and they're like i stand out now it shows and i look like i take my shit more seriously i assume i assume that's what it is i'm trying to match colors bro that's all i'm trying to do make sure the colors aren't too fucking awful <laughs> that's it because i used yeah, to give that, no fucks that's madness to me when you someone says to me i'm trying to match colors Dude, it's I, not it's not a natural skill, broski. <laughs> it is though. It should yeah. be. You know what color? Why? Yeah, but rainbow nobody... How the fuck do you not know what colors? I'm don't a go writer, again? bro. I'm like I, I write. I'm, I'm like numbers. You see? Are you colorblind? Then you could. Can you? I'm not colorblind, but I don't then necessarily you... have good taste up until I had to go. Okay, so I learned about color wheels this year uh, or last year doing fucking shit for work, and I'm not gonna lie. That helped a lot for me to do. To like, you gotta understand. Like, it's anyway, not my forte. Miko Blocks is expertise. Not my, Miko Blocks is riding with us. He's a real fucking one. Well, you, I, 
<laughs> so you're thinking, what are you thinking? Brown and blue goes together? What I'm just, I'm trying. Bro, to I just it. never cared. It was like, okay, this is comfy. This is comfy. This is comfy. Fuck all the, yo, dead ass. And then you learn that ain't nobody inviting that dude to the party. No, not that guy. Not, not the so brown, like, lime green guy. So basically, I. I know it sounds so contrived, but if my job is to be a rapper in my 30s, I'm not supposed to look broke. The watch will help you. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I can't afford the watch, so what am I going to (laughs) do? Afford the shoes, you can afford the watch. Bro, how much is the watch? 5K. That's a lot more than 250 for a pair of shoes. 5K is... A lot more. If you're living right, 5K is like three paychecks. Yeah, but I have a whole bunch of shit. I have to travel how many times in the next three months? Rap shit, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's like paychecks. a hard... It's a, but you know what you... So what I found out in my sneaker quest, too, is you're supposed to get yourself to eight to 12 pairs of shoes as fast as possible so that none of them wear out too quick. So yeah. partly why I bought a lot of shoes fast was that, and you need a couple of nice repairs and a couple of whatever. So like, yeah, I've been at that. Been at 12 or, yeah. You have a rotation of, you have a rotation of beaters. You get eight to 12 so that you have a rotation of four beaters in the main colors. And then you have your specialties that you only pull out for certain situations, yes. And I agree with Rico. It's not about the brand. I actually try to avoid brands a lot, unless it's my pickle shit. So y'all can cop that pickle shit. In fact, that, that happened. Now it's like I have to wear pickles everywhere. So it's like, fuck everyone else's brand for the most part. But if I, I'm going to rock a brand, it's going to, as much as possible, be a Montreal something. Because that's how hip-hop do. You, t- you rep your city. So, like, rapping regulators is rapping, you know, LaSalle and shit. So, like, rapping fucking grimy is rapping the city. Rapping, you know, different things like that to me matters. That works. Uh... Or I'll rep my I've, own shit now. I might just make my own shit. Uh, I'm not giving anyone any more free advertisement. Ever since I made, like, I gave someone, like, a colorway idea, and I expected just for giving the colorway idea, you're at least going to hook me up with the sweatshoot. You know, on some, like, hey, you gave me this idea, and that idea for said colorway is giving me Boku bread. And then... Mm. Ninja's expecting me to pay for it, and I was just like, "Nope, never again." Sorry, Montreal brands, I'm I'm done. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I was for like, me, nah, it's like it was made clear to me though that a lot of people who get free clothes do a lot more than I do to get free clothes. So I'm I'm just trying to do enough interviews with enough famous people that people want that product placement shit. Grimy got fifteen thousand fucking views off of me. There you go. I don't know. That's my only value right now is maybe that happens again if I wear your shit in New York. <laughs> Gotta get fly. Gotta get fly. But yeah, man, it's, it's 11.10. And, it's uh, getting to that time where I got to do understand. I got to be gonna... in the server room tomorrow. Yeah. And doing all that company computer guy shit. But uh, I'll give you a, a strong 10. What do you got for me in this next 10 minutes? Um, I don't even have that much more. I'm cool, like, wrapping it up at this point because, I, I don't know, we talked about three hours worth of shit, so yeah, that's a pretty lengthy conversation, covered a lot of stuff. You, you're an interesting one because not a lot of people ask me about me. 
It's very rare, actually, in a couple yeah, hundred. Yeah, I rather I rather talk about you than talk about me. Like, I mean, I can talk about me, but you talk to at least part whole. three interesting. And then, you know, you can't just give them all. You gotta. Nah, but it's people it's, know it's, my it's, story it's, and stuff, and I recovered a lot in the five five hour. Yeah, a for lot. sure. I, and that's why I was like, yeah, I don't know what we're gonna really do with it. We're gonna wing it. We're gonna we're gonna just do this one willy nilly. That's what it has to be, right? Like that's how this show grows because otherwise we bring people back on over time have a bit more of a i'm telling you we should do a live irl shit so i'm trying to work I'm it down. out the wheel club um because i met the owner and i'm gonna try and chop it up but if it's not there i'm telling you there's we'll make more off of that than rapping i think because we'll get bar cuts faster because yeah. all motherfuckers are gonna do is sit at tables and eat their food and drink their drinks while we yeah. sit at a table and vape weed and talk. That's true. And I just see a lot of people being into that. It's 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 just trying to pitch it more like a, a comedy show than you would pitch it like a typical hip-hop con- uh, concert. Mm. And that's I the general thing. But yeah. Um, anyway, it was really good to have you here. Uh, for everybody watching this, I'm going to make sure your links appear in the chat. And then all the links will be in the description of the video. And it's Action Figgy with one F Skinny on Instagram. Yeah. And on there is his website or ActionFiggySkinny.com with two Gs yep. will bring you to the link tree, which gives you all the good shit. Also check out Skinny MTL. Also check out my YouTube page. Also, please very much check out at Chop Vision Podcast. Check out the Infinity Equation. Check out Geektastic Cypher. Just follow Free X Agents on YouTube and you will find me every Wednesday and Sunday. And I'm out there, man. I'm doing these pods to get people to aware of my face so that when you hear the music and link it to this guy, you know where it's coming from. Been doing this mm. since a long time. Um, I got a few more years left, but family's growing. Skin Deep's out here. I'm growing as a human, trying to get me a house. In a year and a half, you will see me in a house, new room, new office. Probably be finally married because that was also delayed this year. Boy, mm-hmm. I've been trying to get married since 2019. COVID hit, and fires hit, a bunch of things. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. It's your boy. Appreciate y'all. Let's see how, so, thank y'all for watching. Um, <clears throat> I should have plugged this way earlier, but if you do fucks with what we do, we need money. Patreon.com slash behind that suit. I'm way past giving a fuck. We just asking directly now. Support the cause. English media in the city needs that financing. And if you don't want to give it to me, give it to them. Give it to fucking Hustle Podcast. Give it to 514 Online Mix. Give money to the fucking... podcast needs to have fucking... me on the Hustle Podcast? Facts. Just but, like, <clears throat> just give it to the, the this part of it. Anybody that claims they want an industry has to recognize that there's no industry without the media. And you have to fund the media or else, trust me, it doesn't exist. It's, it's a lot. So, patreon.com slash behind that suit. And if you're smart and you make music and you want album reviews now while they're cheap, you'll go before I raise the prices because that's not even a fake shit. I don't really like doing album reviews. The price is going up. But currently, you can get them fucking cheaper than they're going to be. So I'm trying to get those extra Patreon dollars in now. Anyhow, um, if you're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash behind that suit, Amazon subscribe prime, like, follow, subscribe, comment, uh, judge me, love me, hate me, whatever. Share it. Share this shit. React to us. Fucking all the good shit, man. Spread the word. Gossip, please. Anyhow, I love y'all. It's been super fun. Live long and prosper, everybody.